the number one pick goes to the Detroit Pistons. And it's going to mean a lot. The team is headed in the right direction. We've got a group of young guys. They have a number one pick. Scott should be delivered for his team. With the first pick, the Detroit Pistons select Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What up, webheads? Along with Paul Roshan, Brian Griffin, I'm Matt Bass, and welcome to Sports Carnage. Oh, yes, for the first time in forever, the ping pong balls fell the right way. The frozen envelope worked, and we finally, in Detroit, have the number one pick in the NBA draft. After years of watching the Cleveland Cavaliers, three out of the four years that LeBron wasn't there, getting the number one pick. After years of us getting the seventh pick, the eighth pick, the seventh pick, the eighth pick. Finally, <laughs> finally, we have the number one pick and what a time to have the number one pick. Ryan, I'm looking at a lineup for next year of Killian Hayes, Cade Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bey, Jeremy Grant, and Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart. I am <laughs> loving this starting five for next season. Man, it's so it's so exciting. The only I'd probably pump the brakes a little bit on next season, the season after, where they can really start to make some moves, and then all these guys who are on cheap contracts. Uh, you know, probably not all of them will be at like an all-star level or fringe all-star type. But it's certainly going to be more exciting next season. And this season, we're rooting for them to lose games. And next season, I don't think they're, we're going to be mad at all if they start actually oh, just winning play. games. Just play, baby. This starting five, just but, play. I'm good. Now, every, everyone's young. You know, Jeremy Grant, I think he's, what, 27? 27. Or he's going to be 27, 27 or something like that. Everyone else, 22, 20, it's, and 19. I know, it's... It's it's a beautiful a beautiful youth movement, and then you have guys off the bench, and I mean you're not going to resign eight guys from one team, right? But I think Frank Jackson's young, Josh Jackson. I think he's only like 23. You know, Diallo is probably somewhere under 23. Um, and it's just I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy. It's super exciting to think about uh, what some of the, like the the lineup can actually do together. Um, and I guess we can. S- s- save that for for a minute um but just talking about like the prospects of having five you know young guys in the lineup you know one guy borderline all-star last year in jeremy grant and then four guys who you're still you know really excited about about all of them i i am more excited about pistons basketball than i have been since oh seven oh four like oh seven oh eight the end of that run yeah well, I thought, so I, when we lost in 05, and then, obviously, we didn't have Larry Brown anymore, and I'm trying, what year did uh, Big Ben leave? Oh, that after 05. Yeah, after, That's no, it was after 06, 06 yeah, right? After 06, and we, we lost, lost to the Heat. Yeah, we lost to the Heat yeah, with, we lost Big ben. The heat with Big Ben. And then we lost to LeBron That's, without Big Ben. Right, right then, I was like, like, that's it. Like, that's where it cratered, and you, you knew we were going to have a dip for a while, and... I, I didn't know it was going to be this long. I didn't know we were going to go through what we've gone Ooh. through the last 15 years. Hey, we had, we had a playoff um, run once. I did. We I, gave I the Cavs we, everything they right, could handle we, in that four-game sweep. We had, we had two playoff we runs. Let, 
Oh, yeah, in the four-game hey, sweep we, when Stanley Johnson hey, locked down. you damn right, locked down LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was it was I will say it was the most competitive and exciting four game sweep I've right. ever experienced. But we all knew I'll, we were getting swept anyway. <laughs> we did. It was going to be not a great time. Um, but no, we have not had. I mean, in, in you can count. I mean, how many how many drafts that you're like, oh my god, how do we not take that player? This is superstar, right? How many times? And I mean, it, we even. Even when we won, we did it, right? I mean, famously, we took Darko over Mello, but we won a title and should have repeated. So it wasn't like a big deal, right? Like, you're not that mad because we won a title. But now we had 15 years of being absolute trash. And the misses, when you look at Devin Booker, might be going to the finals, right? Right. Still, still playing. Doing that. Doing that Literally, is the best still player. Still playing as we're watching our TVs right, right now. <laughs> you. You look in Utah, and yeah, they fell earlier. We were, we were talking about that before the Cavs. But who's Utah led by? Spider Boy, sir. Best player, best player on a number one seat. <laughs> best player on a number one could seat, I, right? Could I that should have been. That should have been us, right? Like we could have had Donovan Mitchell. So you look at all these guys, and it's not just them two. They're just the most famous examples, right? You look at all these players that we have passed up on, that we've missed, and then you look at how many times do we get screwed in the lottery? And where we thought we might be picking, a really good player went. I, it just, it just, just countless kicks to the nuts all these years, right? Very poor management. We know how, we know how the Dumars thing ended. Uh, we know how poorly things went after that. We know how poorly SVG's stint went. It's been just kicking the nuts after kicking the nuts, which as Detroit sports fans, we are exceptionally oh familiar God. with. This is not new for us. This is, this is not it's, new territory. We've had nothing to feel good about in yeah. so long. Um, so it's been which crazy, right, for such a storied town. But when when the main attraction has been a dumpster fire for 70 years and all the periphery <laughs> extractions have been bad for a decade plus. None. It was a great, it was a great yeah, way to put it. Really well done. It's, it, it hurts. It really hurts, honestly. So and it proves the we have not There was no distraction. We had no sports distraction. We, for so long. We've, it's been so rough for so long. And then, and everything's starting to pick up at the same time, but we're going to keep this Piston-centric tonight. Troy Weaver comes in. And you don't know what you're going to get, right? It's a new GM. But anytime, we've talked about this on podcasts before, anytime there's a new sheriff in town running the team, you have hope. Right. There's at least hope things might be different this time around. Except Immediately, he's making all kinds of moves. So it's fun and exciting. Even if they're bad moves, because we don't know yet. <laughs> When he's hired, it's fun and exciting. He's doing all kinds of stuff. He's Trader Jack up in this biatch. So it's fun. It's exciting. He's doing all kinds of stuff. We're getting draft picks. Like everything's going crazy. And it's, it's just fun to watch. You're like, all right, we suck. It's cool. But there might be a future. Um, we eventually trade Blake. We get a bunch of picks. It actually looks like he hit at a much above average rate on those picks, right? Then in the offseason, a lot of people are like, what in the world are the Pistons doing? Like, they overpaid for Jeremy Grant. They brought in all these front court players. Like, yeah, what is Mason, Mason playing, Plumley right? on, multi, on a multi-year deal. Yeah. Right. There's, it's like, a, what there's a lot of head scratching. Then, then he starts making moves with those players, right? He, he flips some players. Blake's out of town. Jeremy Grant now looks like the steal of the offseason. Like, is that, is that no, wrong No, you're talking to say? about the most improved player in, in the NBA, how, how if often, not for Julius Randle. How often Randall. in free agency do you get value? <laughs> how often in free agency do you get value like you got for Jeremy Grant? Uh, I mean, you don't, if you're not signing like a LeBron to a max contract in free agency, you're not getting that value. Oh. Like, that was 
an incredible signing that at the time people thought we overpaid and now they're like oh my god jeremy grant's underpaid <laughs> like in it, it flips like overnight right so he was super cool for us and then you start to look at the roster like it, look at how the rookies performed killian hayes we didn't get to see much of him he got hurt but a lot of people have a lot of hope for him right Ooh, and oh then, yeah you saw that it's my man what i did well that i was talking oh. about killian but yeah i saw <laughs> that i saw that bank three too no, man, Killian, like, maybe I'm sounding hyperbolic. Maybe I don't know all the 30 teams, like, in my head and their backcourts off the top of my head. But, like, that's – I feel like that's one of the best passing backcourts. Uh, Hayes and Cunningham, you damn right. Yeah. <laughs> you damn right. It's so sweet. Because Hayes is an unbelievable passer, and Cunningham can create plays like it's nobody's business, and now – you know, the Pistons aren't the best team or the most talented team in the NBA by far, but he, they're still not the scrubs that Oklahoma State was. Like, he's going to be so, playing so with about, guys that can hit shots. He's going to be playing so with guys that can do what he wants to do. This is Troy's second offseason. Correct. Right? So, yeah. in, last offseason, he and killed And we're it. already projecting, obviously. <laughs> killed it. Last offseason. Right. And, 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 and he really hasn't, he hasn't done anything no. yet. They just won the No, 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 like, but, no, but I'm talking about. You know like, he's going to draft Cade and he hasn't made the, any the, other The draft moves. picks, the draft picks were his, right? These last year's draft picks, those were his. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Those draft no, picks, yeah, I mean, we're talking I'm, about two in the starting yeah. lineup this no, year. I'm, Their second year in the league, they're going to be starting for the Pistons. That's getting I, it done. I mean. And he went out and got know, those I'm, picks. I mean the second offseason. Right, like he, yeah, he's top. He's he top has of the a, Obviously, he's he's going to draft Cade, unless somebody just blows your socks it off. It doesn't matter. But, but it you're doesn't drafting. matter right. what else and, he does. Right, and sometimes that's like, not that that's the best parts of a GM, but I think a lot of times people try and give credit to GMs where like they have the number one pick and it's like, oh, they took him. I was like, well, yeah, obviously. Like, you're not a great GM because you took Trevor Lawrence number one or Cade Cunningham number one or something like that. But you don't need to be a great GM if you get a little bit lucky and then you can produce kind of the ancillary pieces around it, right? Like, if like if he's great in free agency and we already have a track record of him being at least good in the draft, right? Because Isaiah I mean, Stewart if, and, if and Sadiq Bay, He's the best GM ever. Because Bay and Stewart both made – you know, the all-rookie team, Bay first team, Stewart second team, and compared to where they were drafted, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, if you're just going off the spots, it should be the yeah, top ten. What, what was Who Stewart? What, what, first team was Stewart and second team. Oh, Stewart was. Our, our second second we, round pick? We made three first round picks, No, no, no. Picks, we right? made. We had three, yeah. Um, I, Stewart we might so have been trades. 19. It's, I don't know. We Almost did. We, and we were very active on draft night, right. which, which I love to see. You're talking about the guy. So who you leads, already have an idea. I was say he leads all the rookies. You already and have boards an idea blocks. that he's really like, good. That's that's getting it done. You you already have an idea that uh, Troy Weaver knows how to handle a draft, right? And Killian got hurt, so you can't really say either way. Oh, he's a bust, or you know, oh, he's looking like a superstar. But that was a guy who you look at as either really good at drafting, or maybe just good. Maybe you think he's great. Whatever the case is, that was still his highest draft. Right, but and, and even in, in the short in time his, that I Killian mean, Hayes had, you saw by the end of the year, turnovers were not as big of an issue as they were early on. He's a rookie. You're going to make turnovers. You're seeing the improvement near the end of the year in the short time that he had in his rookie season. Yes, Stewart was picked 16. So I think he was higher. And Sadiq, Sadiq Bay was 19. Okay. There we go. My they man, really that's, a, that's an assist. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a ton and of then, And year. then you get 
And then you get Saban Lee at the beginning of the second at pick 38. Who is not a scrub. Like, that? Yeah, he's all he's, of our players. He's not the worst second-round pick ever. Ab- absolutely not. You know, obviously when the second-round picks like Saban Lee are given a little bit of extended run, they're going to look better than a second-round pick that, that might have been shelved like on a good team. But Saban Lee doesn't look like a bad pick by any means. And I bet we're going to see a lot more out of him. You know, next year, uh, this you know, depending on what they decide to do with like Frank Jackson or uh, Corey Joseph, another guard that they have on the roster, you know, because these moves still aren't done, right? Like we're all, we're obviously all excited about Cade, but they still have a free agency period. They still have a period where they can trade. Uh, you know, maybe some of the veteran players, maybe they even trade some of the young players and try and do something crazy that nobody sees coming but there's still a lot of moves where i think the team is going to look different well it's obviously going to look different but i think it's going to look uh demonstrably different than what we've seen even from the end of this year to the beginning of next year and even if it's not the team as the roster is constructed uh, i think you're going to see like a, just a way different rotation where lee's getting more minutes you know killian hayes should obviously be like a solidified starter um, Isaiah Stewart, if if he's not exactly splitting minutes with Mason Plumley, he might be starting <laughs> starting over Mason Plumley. Um, so there's just really some exciting scenarios for for the Pistons, and then you even have like that weird scenario where hey, they might end up like trading Jeremy Grant. Like that's a possibility. Other teams are calling about him. And you have this youth movement where all these other guys are like five or six years younger. And it's not even that Jeremy Grant's super old. But if they wanted to do something different and maybe add some more assets to the draft and do more of what like Oklahoma City is doing, which is where Troy Weaver came from, maybe they can grab two, three first-round pick, depending on their protections or whatever, from another team for Jeremy Grant. Um, so there's just a lot of... I don't know. There's there's a lot of moves that they can do, and I think we're going to see Weaver exhaust all those possibilities, even if everything doesn't result in a move. You're going to hear Detroit's name a lot come up in the offseason. You're going to see him in a lot of Shams tweets and a lot of Woj tweets talking about, oh, Detroit is interested in this, and they had conversations and this report and this report and this report, uh, all, all about Detroit. The only thing I would say is, you know, anything you hear about the number one pick, just block out. They're taking gate guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything, everything else you can speculate about. They are 1,000% taking gate gunning in. Ignore all that smoke, please. No, no Evan Mobley? Whether he is just the... No, no Evan Mobley, no oh, Jalen Green. It's no like Jalen Suggs. Urban Meyer say, <laughs> you heard Urban Meyer say, yeah, we're looking at three quarterbacks at number one. No, you're not. Not at you're all. You're full of it. The only you're thing you're it. trying to see is if Trevor Lawrence or Cade Cunningham murdered somebody in the past. <laughs> and I, even then, they I, might get it, a head coaching job 20 years yeah. Hey, I, I, don't, hey I don't know. If, I, I hey, know. Know. He didn't murder nobody. I, sorry. I don't he didn't murder nobody. He's sorry, sorry the luckiest. I don't care if he's the luckiest GM alive because, especially in sports, sometimes it's better to be lucky than it is to be super good. But how many times do you draft – in, in a basketball, in the NBA, how many times do you draft four at least contributors in one draft? That never, like, happens. 
A, you have to have four picks. How many teams have four picks? And then you I know, and, and if relatively... they do, a lot of times they trade them. Because you're yeah, not, and, and, you don't ever figure you're going to use four picks. And, and then you're going to hit on all of them to an extent? No, I mean, like, the only thing that pops to my mind is the Warriors in back-to-back drafts between Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Yeah, but that was two right. whole drafts. And those were I'm not taking anything away from them. That's I mean that was they drafted a, a title the, team in the two years. Three, three Hall of Famers. That's phenomenal. <laughs> That's absolutely phenomenal. But it's not common, Trayvon's right? Like be in the his first no, draft, not, not he gets four. Absolutely, he gets four contributors. Oh my god, that's so funny. Who, that is a discussion that is for so, a different uh, he's day. He's getting in. He's getting in. Defensive Player of the Year in three times. Oh, champ. He's is getting he? in. <laughs> Oh, you, Defensive no, Player God. of the Year, three-time champ. Hoping. He's getting in, and they're not garbage. done. They're not. Garbage. You know, he might get another championship. Right. No. Listen, ain't ain't if, done if yet. Drop in. that Jalen Ramsey. Me. If if he gets or in, no. Iguodala it should get in. No, it's Marcus Peters, isn't it? We if he gets yet. in, Iguodala should get in. I think Iguodala does get in too, because Iguodala has oh the Olympics God. on the side and too. a Finals MVP oh and a Finals God. MVP. Yeah. Oh yeah, hold on, because it's not. It's just the basketball yeah. Hall of Fame. It's the Naismith yep. Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's not just NBA. Yeah, Christian Leitner's in the Naismith Basketball's Hall of Fame. Why? He was on the freaking Dream Team. Yeah, no, no. Basketball's weird. I forgot that basketball is their Hall of Fame, but different. But regardless, so we, we obviously we nailed our first offseason, and then we already won this offseason. Like we said, no matter what happens, we won Cade Cunningham. And we earned it too. Oh, it's we not like it. we were just giving. We, we have earned it. We absolutely earned. <laughs> not just the Kate Pistons Cunningham. have earned it, but the city of Detroit has earned it. We like we that. deserve this. We really do. It is so. You look at how we felt two years ago. You had a broken down, aging Blake Griffin. You had no assets. You had not even. You weren't even picking in like the top three or anything, right? We had. No hope. Zero. What hope did we have two years ago before Troy Weaver took over this job? We had Blake Griffin. Well, where was the path? We got, we got, we who, got Reggie. Who thought? <laughs> your who your thought? hope was Andre Drummond would develop into Akeem Olajuwon <laughs> in his, in his tenth have, year in the league. That's, that's who could have for. foreseen in two years being But he's in only position. 26. Who? Who, who in Sorry. two years? I was talking about Drummond a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> After I, eight years in the league, <laughs> I I can't like recall a turnaround like this. And this certainly hasn't happened in Detroit sports—a turnaround like this in two years. You're thinking about—I mean, it's not—it is not crazy to say if Cade is what we all expect Cade to be in these a couple of the picks that we were made last year continue to ascend, and you have Jeremy Grant, you all of a sudden have a really, really good starting unit where you might be a superstar away from like winning no, I, a title. La, like, last, I mean, I, mean Dev, I was going to say, my comparison okay. was last year's Suns. Last year's Suns were almost a contender right. and a lot of fun to watch, and that's what I think these Pistons are going to be. Between the scoring ability on the floor and the youth, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch, and they might sneak into the playoffs as an eight seed. So you get they so could. in a couple I, I, years I wouldn't from rule now, that out at all, at all. But I mean, yeah, in like a, as far as the turnaround goes, I mean, we've seen not in Detroit especially, but two of these teams in the conference finals. You know, it was 2018. It was three years ago where we had the Suns picking number one and the Hawks picking number three, and now those are that might be the finals matchup. 
because they in drafted, a couple years from because they drafted their players and then they made you know these other moves in these in a couple offseason, years from Mikael now, Bridges, yeah. Chris Ball, you know Bogdan. And one of the that. moves is DeAndre Ayton, this which is team, not getting nearly enough love, but we'll touch on that later. Well, that's because he's not Coming playing. In, you can't you can't get love if you're on the bench. He he played well, and, but is he might he might he's going might be one of the reasons they don't make the finals because he's not playing. After the 2023 season, this is a team. If you if you don't really add anybody else, right? Like it's just our young core. You still got Jeremy Grant on the team. 2023, you're coming off a four seed in your first playoff win, right? In a long time, maybe. Like that's a fair projection, no? With just this core. And then at that point, like Matt said, compared us to the Suns last season. You look you look down the look in New York. In a couple years, KD might be done in New York, right? Will you stop it? KD is not coming to Motown. Yeah, that's because to win another title. KD's a superstar in the next couple years, right? He's 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 your Luca, your Don Don Don. He's he's Luca. He's Trey. He's DeAndre Ayton. Whoever. Sadiq Bay lights out three point shooter. Just lights it up three and D. He's awesome, right? Killian Hayes, backcourt mate, whipping passes around. Everyone's just awesome. Mm, you got long defenders too. Don't forget that. You part. got a clear, a clear cut number, number two, maybe number three, and Jeremy Grant. Jeremy, if Jeremy Grant's your number three, you're in super good shape, right? Like that's that's really good. And you take a team like that, a court, in in because of the contributors we drafted, the Isaiah Stewarts, the Saban Lee, or some guys that you signed that want to hitch on the bandwagon because we're going to be really good. You have depth. You don't have any problem with depth. Why wouldn't KD come here to win a title before he retires? He's already won titles. Why? Well, you say KD's <laughs> if, not. If, you, you say if you're talking about that scenario, Detroit. you're talking about a player that hasn't won titles coming to do that at the end of their career. That what? Because, why? You don't think he wants to win more? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying that, obviously. Wants, you don't think he wants to... It is, is, is mentally small as KD is, you don't think he wants to stack rings to, to make his case in history? I mean, he might not get it done in Brooklyn, whether it's injuries, whether it's the fact that his point guard has his head like in another universe. <laughs> they might not get it done in Brooklyn, even though they have on paper the most talented team in the NBA. And you don't, so then, you don't oh, know Killian's view on the world. Too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is fair. Uh, I'm just assuming that it's more well-rounded, especially since uh, he Ayo, comes from like, that place. Well Look at that. Look at that. Part yeah. You like that. Did you? I, I, I did. I'm glad I, you I caught that. I, I loved it. All right. I'm glad you appreciate that. That was, I was hoping I was putting it down, but I, I'm, I'm happy great. now. That's what you right, get I when you tune too. into the Sports Cards Podcast. <laughs> on yeah. Twitter, on Facebook, subscribe, rate, review. Wit on tap. Um, so if he doesn't get it done there, you had to look at all the Hall of Famers, now young, but all the great players you were surrounded in OKC didn't get it done. Had to hitch his bandwagon to a team that won the most games ever to get a ring, right? And then... <sighs> Made another super team across the That's, country and then couldn't get it done there. So you're looking at the only successes he's had was hitching his bandwagon to an already super successful team. He looks weak. His resume looks weak compared to the peers that he's compared against. Of why it would make all the sense in the world for him to come to a place like Detroit that's ready-made that is a player like that away from getting it done. 
man, people are. It's not far fetched so, at all. They've so skewed their view on why KD yeah, joined I, Golden State. I, I don't know about what? the KD thing. What I do know is Lamelo Ball definitely wanted to be in Detroit before he got drafted to Charlotte. In that, it doesn't have to be KD. KD is just an example. I'm just saying, in a couple years, we are conceivably a star away. <laughs> We from winning Chris Dapperzingis. Like, that's not far-fetched to say. <laughs> I said What'd we gonna get Chris Dapperzingis. <laughs> oh, Mike, don't say that. Stop hey, man, it. Hey, man, for we the need, right price. You, hey. you, you name the Suns. We just need our Chris Paul, right? Our old man Chris Paul to come and put us over the, the top. The man who's never so, been to a final? You could... <laughs> a flagrant two on it. <laughs> the man who knows about blowing three one leads. Ridiculous. <laughs> Which is why you don't want to talk about it this they're, time. Listen, they're aren't they up right now? <laughs> they're winning. They're, they they're are. winning right now. But they were up two oh with Chris Paul and now it's three two. <laughs> hey. Listen, he got you gotta work your way back. We're we're really we're really really derailing <laughs> this. It is not it is not out of the realm of realistic that in Cade's third year we could win it all. If guys, now listen, things have to happen. Guys that no, look, I'm not, okay I'm not thinking that's rookie, crazy because it's not they just have, Cade. They have to continue their exactly. trajectory. Cade has to be everything we think he's going to be. These guys have to continue their trajectory. Weaver has to continue to make shrewd moves and bring in the right guys. And then you still have to convince that star to come here and put us over the top. No, but I know who we get. We get. We're Tatum. on that path. Like if <laughs> that's fine, whoever it is, I don't, I don't even care. I just want to win, right? So. You could. I'm not saying we're going to win a title in three years, hey, but that's a conceivable possibility. <laughs> that is a conceivable possibility. If two years ago you told anyone that follows the Pistons that Detroit, five years from then, Detroit would win a title, how is that even possible? I mean, like you, you, you can't even. I would say, oh, cool, we got three number one out, picks in the next three drafts. You know how that happens. <laughs> Right? That's almost what you think, right? That you literally tanked like you, the trust the process Philly and didn't draft Mark Fultz. You actually made the correct pick at that point and actually built yourself a team like that. But outside of that, which is not how we're doing it, there's not a conceivable path to doing that. But now we're there. Now we have an actual conceivable path to contention. We haven't had that. We're not contenders, right? Like we're getting a little ahead of ourselves almost, but... Just talking about the possibility of the future, we have no, not I mean, had a path. In two or three years, like you just saw it, and I think the Hawks are a better example than even the Suns. Like, with a little bit of luck, you can make the conference finals and then have a shot, right? Like, if you're in the conference finals, unless you're the players that are just going against the Warriors, like, you have a shot at the NBA finals. No, absolutely. And it's not – if we didn't have what we had last year – as far as the picks and the production from those picks, are we still excited about Cade? Yeah. But are we the level that we're discussing for the last 25 minutes? I don't think so. I think the fact that you have Cade coming to a team that is already on the rise with young players and stud players and maybe stud players to be, to have this man join this cast, is why, at least for me, I'm so excited about it. Because we do have potential that in three years we can be something to mess with in the East. Absolutely. Oh, he did. And that's why we're talking about it the way we are. Because it's not, like you said, Cade brings all the excitement in the world. You're drafting 
what you hope is the next Luka Doncic. But if you look at the Mavs, they don't have anything around him. And he he's annoyed with the organization because he balled out in these playoffs and they didn't go anywhere, right? We're excited because we kind of have the perfect young core to put around Cade. That if Cade hits like we think that he should hit, we made the right we think we made the right moves. It's right. early. I mean everything could go to crap, but and right. it's not just the draft picks. It's when you get a guy like Jeremy Grant out of free agency that is still young enough to be part of that core. And it's when you when you you hit on your free agency and even even if it's just two, so we, we talked about we have four contributors maybe from last year. And that's just, they look like they're on track to be NBA contributors. That's not saying anything outlandish. But even if even if just Sadiq Bey and Killian Hayes end up pretty darn good NBA players, that's that's four really good starters. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're there. You're right there. How many teams right now have four really, really good starters? Uh, not that many. Nobody like <laughs> not, not anybody. Yeah, anymore. well, right. Half of them being freaking knocked yeah, out by especially injuries. with injuries. Oh man! But even with, I mean, you know, so you say four. Uh, like is... we have in the making a baby big Ben Wallace in beef stew. You're talking about a guy who led the rookies in rebounds and blocks, and he's not a big guy. He's not a tall guy, but he plays big and he plays with a bunch of heart. And we've seen firsthand what that can do when you have got versatile offensive weapons around him and that's what big ben had you had versatile offensive weapons and rashid who can go inside and out you had tayshawn who was crafty around the rim you had rip who you couldn't catch to save your life and you had chauncey hitting it from outside whenever it mattered and you do that with isaiah stewart and you throw in sadiq bay who broke the rookie record for threes <laughs> along the way and also showed that he can score around the rim obviously jeremy grant great pickup and then Killian Hayes, who in this short time of his rookie season after coming back from the injury, did show those improvements. If we don't see giant sophomore slumps, and sophomore slumps happen, but if we don't see giant ones and continue to see that growth next year, there is a ton of reason to be extremely excited for these Detroit Pistons for years to come. And that's, the thing is, that's what makes everything we've said, it's not hyperbole. It's not outlandish. Even even if things are a little bit less than we thought in the draft next year, we're st- or last year, we're still in really good shape, right? If if things, if all four of them ascend the way they look like they're ascending, if Isaiah Stewart is our Ben Wallace, if Sadiq Bay is just a lights out three and D guy, if Sadiq Bay can be like a Clay Thompson Jr., like no one, you know, guys, guys know I'm huge with Clay Thompson. Like I think he's one of the most underrated basketball players in the history of the sport. But if he can be 60% of Clay Thompson, right? And Cade's what you think he's going to be. And Killian Hayes is a perfect backcourt mate. You're in such good... Like, just... You're right there. You have a, a team that you built that's ready to contend. And then, now you're an attractive free agency destination, right? Depth pieces want to come and try to win a ring. Stars that haven't got it done or haven't got it done in a while want to come and try to win a ring. You are in a tra- everyone talks about oh Detroit can't sign free agents. Well, who wants to come here and lose 50 games a year? Nobody except Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, God bless his heart, is uh, incredible. Honestly, hey, like God I, bless Melanie, Jeremy right? Grant. If Jeremy Grant is part of a contending Detroit Pistons team or a couple of them or wins a title, I think he will go down as an all-time fan favorite because when he came here 
why he came here and he trusted what we were building and to stick around and see it through, I, it speaks volumes to me. It would be, he would definitely be one of my favorite players in Pistons history. I mean, I don't know if you guys are not on the same page with that, if you guys think I'm just out of left field, but people well, I mean, did, don't want to come here. I, I, I kind of want to trade him, so <laughs> I, I guess not. Well, just that's, say, that's just not get real weird fault. with it. You want to you trade Jaron Green? I mean, wanted, if I he do. gets traded, that's not on him, right? Like, so you you can't blame him if he I gets traded. How do you want to trade him? This man has I been so vocal you... about being in the D. Like, that's a great thing to have, where you have a. Uh, well, that's. I, but if I but if I can get a, get a better player, hey. So business. that's and this is where the calculus. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, changed. Jeremy. So. I think a big part of the reason he's still here is because he wants to be here. And Troy Weaver said, all right, we're not going to trade you. Like, I I don't think the plan was always to keep him, especially with him balling out. But with him wanting to be here and them liking the young core that they had, I think they said, you know what, we can use this guy. And then, obviously, now we have the number one pick. We have Cade. Things are happening really fast. The calculus has changed. If we traded him last, like, during this season, before the trade deadline, it was always going to be for picks, right? Or something we can flip right. into futures and get more young players. That's not the case anymore, I don't think at all. I don't think, unless it was like a, a really high pick, like a top seven pick or something where you thought you were getting a star. Yeah, that's You're the not, thing, though. Like Now he's even, getting packaged for a proven player. Maybe, or even just higher picks but so like the thing i think with jeremy graham i don't don't even think it's as deep as oh we like what he is with our young core i think it's more they need the right price for him like they're not going to give you you know pennies on the dollar for jeremy grant because i think the contract they only signed him to was three years for 60 and now one of those years is up so you don't have him on the books for very long there's only you know two more years now so if you were going to get jeremy grant I think it was going to be for a higher draft pick. And really all the smoke or reports you heard was that Boston was willing to give you like two or three picks. But this is Boston with, you know, two, maybe one superstar under 25 and then another, you know, burgeoning superstar under 25. That's not that's not really so, so valuable to you, especially if Jeremy Grant does end up balling out. So I don't know that you get a proven player for him. I think you might be able to get a uh, maybe an unproven young guy with a lot of talent, right? Like a a, J, a James Wiseman type, or you can just get like a, a higher a higher pick than you were able to get before, right? Like so maybe if I... you can get like a five and a and I don't know who who has all the picks, right? But if you can get like maybe like a five and a fourteen, maybe then you flip Grant and you're like, we're just going to go full-on youth movement. Well, so, and in so three years, all these guys are, are on rookie contracts, and we're just going to you know, we're just gonna go crazy with it. But I don't know that I don't know that it's necessarily how he fits with this team, and not that he fits bad with this team at all. I just think the move with Jeremy Grant, even since they signed him, was we're going to get the proper value for him because we know he's going to do better here than he did in Denver because we know he's going to be, you know, the, the focal point, right? I don't think they had any desires about – Blake being on their team for all, you know, 72 games that it was this year. Uh, but they're also not just going to give Jeremy Grant away for for nothing because in the long run, he really doesn't cost them anything. He's a nice contract if you were going to flip him for somebody like 
I don't know that you would do Wiggins, right? But Wiggins, just any of these big-name players who are always looking like they're kind of on the move or in trade talks, like Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumlee are guys that you have to kind of salary match. Those are your big kind of your two big guns in your salary that you can throw at another team um, with picks and with, and with whatever else. But, you know, usually you, you need to make the salary match. Um, so Grant and Plumley are those guys. And then with Grant balling out, wanting to be here, I think Grant's handled everything, you know, perfectly. He, he loved the city. Um, it seems like he loves the culture and the team here. I just don't know that's why he's here. Um, I just think it's you're not going to – you're not going to hoodwink us for Jeremy Grant. Like if you get Jeremy Grant from us, it's because you are a contender and you have a good young player and then future assets that you're willing to give us. I don't think they're just going to give them up, um, you know, just for the sake of kind of maybe stockpiling some picks like the Thunder are. We ain't getting hoodwinked. So I'm not, I, I am actually, I am, I am on the same page as you is they're going to extract absolute value out of him. If someone had blown us away with an offer this season, he would have been gone for sure. But I don't think we were getting terrible offers. I just don't think we were getting the offers we needed to move him. And when I'm talking about the calculus changing, A, the price has kind of gone up. But three picks between 15 and and 25 are not going to get it done because they're... They're outside of the lottery, but they're lottery picks, if you know what I mean. Like you're just you're yeah. you're getting lottery tickets and hoping they pan out. Whereas at this point, that's not we already went through that phase. We're past that point now. So where you said getting a five and fourteen, yeah, you'd absolutely trade him for that. And that's what I said. If you can get that premium, like a top seven pick, and there's a right. player there that you really want that you think is gonna make a big difference to pair with Cade in the rest of your young core, then you do that. Or as part of a package to get another player, a proven play a more proven player. I'm not saying even that a team's going to offer him that. I'm saying that from our perspective, if if they're not, I don't think we're going to trade him. It's going to take that premium pick or it's going to take a good proven player. That's what I think. I don't think we would trade him for less than that at this point just because of how things have worked out. But what's awesome and what's underrated about all this is part of what makes what's going on so exciting outside of the obvious is... We, there's not a we have a path forward like to contention, but it's multifaceted. We don't have to do things yeah. a certain way. We have options. Yeah, not just and, that we can get to contention. We have a lot of directions we can go with this. Yeah, and just going back real quick on the grant thing, and then I'll let you finish. Um, that like so with Golden State for example, I don't even think the conversation starts unless Golden State calls and says the words you know James Wiseman. I think if they offer anything else, you're like, no. But when they offer, you know, when they start offering Wiseman and then, you know, maybe build on it or whatever, I think that's when you start to have the conversation. But that's the benefit of having Jeremy Grant, who's young enough and even on a decent enough contract, because like $20 million isn't really all that crazy in the NBA, right? Like you talk about untradeable contracts, and it was what you thought Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook or John Wall was, where it's all, you know, like, 35 million to 44 million or something like that and it's like that's nuts but like a 20 million dollar contract i feel like you can maneuver that pretty easily and detroit's in a unique enough position to where you know like you said they have to get the right value that they feel out of jeremy grant um 
if that is someone they're good, that they're going to trade. Because even next year, even with Cade, if Jeremy Grant's on the roster, he's still the leader of the team, and he's still the you know the best player on the team. Even if it's absolutely, for so long, I mean, but. I mean, for me, so like you mentioned, Golden State. So like, if if I'm if I'm looking at Golden State and I and um they want Jeremy Grant, I'm like, all right, Wiseman and Wiggins. Like that's what it that's what it takes for me. Yeah, well, I think they have seven and fourteen or something. Yeah, you Wiseman seven fourteen, Wiseman Wiggins and fourteen, whatever it is. But like that's that's kind of where the conversation starts, and then you you know you haggle from there. But at this point, you're not just – I don't even think you're getting Jeremy Grant. Like, if they offered seven straight up or something, I don't think the Pistons do that. If they offered, like, Wiggins and 14, I don't think the Pistons do that. So I, I think it depends on who's there. Like, that's that's part of it, right? Like, if a guy falls there that you love – I mean, so think of – I mean, look at – now, obviously, they wouldn't have gone that far down the road if people knew what they were going to be. But you look at Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell, they went – post 10 right and you're not trading him for to pick outside the top 10 but uh, if there was a player that you thought was that caliber uh, sitting i don't know seven, that i don't know that booker that did. Made i think it. booker went eight or nine um or was it mitchell one of them they might have both went before 10 actually no i think about it i mean not I, not super before 10 not like top I'll five look. but i think they're like eight or nine and uh the one other thing that i think is so, critical so booker, with, booker went 13 oh okay jesus Oh no, that's right. Cause, got you, got you, got you. And Mitchell also went thirteen. They both went thirteen. Oh, this hero. Well, ain't that some shit Mitchell for an unlucky 13? number? Jesus Christ. That's I I knew they went late. Yeah, no, good call on you. Both I, post or 10. Late I late for great. what they are. The so the one other thing I would say, at least just about Jeremy Grant, Grant in particular, is the one of the reasons I love kind of how Troy Weaver played it was because I think teams are more desperate after the playoffs than they are even at the trade deadline. Because you hear a lot about like teams buying and buying and buying or whatever. But I feel like that's still when they're trying to win the trade and they don't have as much outside pressure on them. Where when you get to the off season, you know, there's there's stars that are unhappy. There are teams that maybe had an early playoff exit and their fans are like, you need to change whatever it is. We need to get X, Y, and Z out of town. Um, or you have a guy, you know, in Golden State, again, to go back to them, where it's like, okay, Clay's coming back. We can make a real run at this. So now we have to gain a Jeremy Grant type player or whoever. So I think there's actually more pressure now and you can get more value now than you can in the season where maybe the offers just by the numbers are looking a little better because you have a team like Boston who's like, hey, we're going to give you three first round picks, but it's 16 and 20 this year and probably, you know, 24 next year where that doesn't help you, you know, a lot. But in the offseason, I actually think there might be more of a bidding war. Um, and some of these contending teams and even some of these teams who are, you know, feel like they're on the cusp, like Phoenix did last year, where you can extract, you know, some more value on them because they're trying to get a full season of, you know, say Jeremy Grant, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul or whatever it is. Like, they're just these teams that want that full season of chemistry together. Um, and there are these teams and especially these GMs and these coaches who are pressured to make moves, you know, maybe because they had a disappointing year last year, and, you know, the, their fans are all pissed off at them. 
So I, I think they played it perfectly by not, you know, trading Troy for not even peanuts. Like it, it might have been a good offer, right? If you, you Jeremy, who meant yeah. Jeremy? Yeah, Jeremy. He's oh, a Troy. I say? I say Troy. <laughs> Troy. Yeah, or, sorry. Uh, yeah. No, so, we need him. No, we're not Jeremy. Um, <laughs> so you know, if you're not can trading, a GM, can a GM trade themselves? Is that an option? Hmm. You can trade for coaches. I don't know if you can trade for GMs. Yeah, so could a GM trade themselves? Like, it's I'm like, gonna, I'm I'm gonna go Peace. to. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a first round pick, and you get me. But even even you if you're not, don't think you can trade yourself. Ten cents on the dollar, right? Like if you're not getting <laughs> like, oh, we just got to get this guy out of here. Even if you're getting ninety cents on the dollar uh, at the trade deadline, if you can get you know a buck twenty five or a buck fifty in in the off season. Uh, I feel like that's more real now than ever, um, just because of the way that kind of the NBA narrative and season and all the stuff around it is just structured where there's so much pressure on these guys who are making the decisions. And these fans and even these teams have a whole offseason to, and even the playoffs to an extent, which is the offseason for a lot of teams, um, they have all this time to kind of marinate on what they need to do and I think you can get a team to panic more in the offseason than you can even at the trade deadline. I mean, I, I was not down for any any trade talk uh, when we're talking about Jeremy Grant just because I loved what I was seeing from him, and he's not old. And to me, in my mind, the trade talk was we're going to, you know, he's going to get traded along with picks for an older, like, you know, your, your, your Kevin Durant idea, but now – and with a lesser star, an aging star kind of thing. That that was my I didn't I, I well, wasn't thinking exactly good. no, I wasn't thinking about, you know, trading him for, going completely into the, you know, young pool and trading him for more picks to get more young players. Because I like the young players around him and I think with this core we can start winning. So I was all for holding on to him, especially after, you know, finding out we're gonna most likely get Cade. Now I'm like you got another guy that can hit him from open shots. I'm liking keeping Jeremy Grant exactly where he is. I got two two trades I want to throw at you. One, I think you'll be like, nah, get the fuck out of here. Two, I think you might at least think about before you tell me to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, number one is Detroit trades number one to Houston for number two and Kevin Porter Hold Jr. On. I don't. I don't want to entertain this on the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, no, we, no, we have to. Like, I don't so, even want to talk because, about this. Listen, no, Kevin Porter Jr. was the person the Pistons drafted at 30. Okay, I thought so. That's the one I no thought. No swearing. We're not swearing. That's but the one I thought. Why are uh, we, I've, I've been swearing this whole time. Why are we giving this lip service? This, right, is, so, this is nonsense lip so, service. So, number two. Stop being the fun police, Paul. Number two. No, no, no. Number two This is, is not fun. It's no, pain. Number two is way more fun. It's the Pristons trade number one and whoever they got to trade to get Dame Lillard for. <laughs> How old uh, is Dame? Uh, he's probably 30. How old is Dame? <laughs> but, but he's Damian Lillard. Actually, <laughs> Well, how much? But he so started here's in 2013. So Dame. So yeah, he is 30. He's he's 30. He'll be 30 right now. He'll be 30. So he'll be 31 at the so end of next year. So he'll be 30 throughout the entire. I mean, I don't know, man. He's already on the Dame decline. Dame does not. Dame does he scored not, more points last season. Dame does not mess <laughs> oh, no, us up from winning a title in three years. He's about to be 31. Yeah. Okay, my bad. So so, so Dame does not mess us up from winning a title in three years, but. 
Dame's contract makes it harder to add that other star that we yeah. need. So it's like it's probably Dame because Dame makes a, a crazy amount of money. So it's probably like Dame yeah, the for the number one. And maybe Dame gets thrown in with Anthony Simons or something. So let's say it's like Dame, Anthony Simons for number one, Jeremy Grant, and Mason Plumley. So you you at least made me think. But all I right, that that, that that was the whole idea. You didn't tell me get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I didn't, but I I would not I mean, do it. I don't think I don't. It would be exciting, but like it'd be super exciting. One and <laughs> Grant for him. Yep. Oh God, no! Now, uh, yeah, for, what? For a no. Okay, so, not, so I was, I was thinking. No, just you said one and one. Grant. Like, you, oh, you got to make the salaries match, Paul. <laughs> if if not with his, we have other salaries. Not really. We have Mason no, Plumley, but that doesn't match Dame. Nothing matches Dame. That's the problem. We make so goddamn. Can, can we? Can we match the salary that we still owe Blake? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if we got a trade exception because I know Blake actually gave money back to us to like buy him oh, out. Man. He was like, you know, you don't have to pay me the whole thing. Just let me, just let me leave. I don't know. I don't think I'd do it either. But I was entertaining it the other day. I was like, man, if Dame Lillard was a pissing, the th- well, the Dame thing that really stops sweet, that like. for anybody that's actually listening is I think Dame will have full control of where he yeah. wants to go. And if he's leaving Portland, it's because he wants to go right. to a winner. And that will not no. be Detroit, even if we add Damian well, Lillard. We're, we're, obviously, we're just we're, we're not entertaining getting cock-blocked by the player. Um, but it's, it's still, he's a little too old and makes a lot too much money for it to make sense to do right now. Now, if you said we're going to give up the number one pick... For Luca, but imagine going to LCA and Dame's out. It's not going to be Luca. It's going to be. It's going to. It's going to. And, be at, and at question. and at sixty-two, at the end of three I have quarters, a and the place is going nuts. Very, very, very. <laughs> and we're still down important seven. Important question. <laughs> with everything that mean, that just means he gets the playing over eighty. On, <laughs> with everything that's going on, if Luca tells the Mavs, I'm not going to play here anymore. Do you think they would say no to a Cade for Luca? Yes, I do. You think so? Yeah, because Mark so Cuban. So Cade, Cade is in that mold, right? Like that's his his NBA comp Cause, is Luca. Because Cuban wants to win, so Cuban's going for one of those established guys. But event, but whether uh, it's, Cuban's got to see the writing on the wall and recognize a rebuild when it's a rebuild. Nope, they have to Cuban's trade Luca. They're win, rebuilding. Baby. Cuban's trying to win always. No matter what. He's no matter what. He's, tra- he's trading is, Porzingis, not Luka. He, he's going for Ben Simmons, Maxi, and all the picks Philly has. He's going for Damian Lillard. He's going for he's going for those types of guys. I don't think he's going for Cade and See, working I, another five years. Well, if, if it was on the table, I think that would make sense. Just saying. I, I don't think it makes sense for Dallas. I think they could get a better package than even Cade. Like but you would do it. Cade and Grant? I, I would do it for sure. <laughs> like I, would, right. I would 100% take Luca over. Over Cade? Yeah, over it's, it's, a, it's a proven, it's a proven commodity. Me? Absolutely. Hey, this dude's going to win, you know, at least two MVPs in his career probably. 
Yeah, see, I think I think, I think that's and where you t- take – And two almost two almost seems like you're lowballing it. And, and that, that's where you so, give up Grant is, along with not, Oh, for sure. This is and not – Bye-bye, Grant. Like, that's <laughs> not even a This second is thought. not that uncommon. Well, see, but – so now you're talking. See, now it's, it's extra a lot, right? Because we just talked about Jeremy Grant might be worth the number 5 and 14 overall, right? Or – or maybe a Wiseman in Wiggins package. That's what we were talking about, right? So now, so now you're basically giving up. Say you're giving up Cade, who we think is awesome. I'll give Cade. I'll give next year's top first five pick. pick. I'll give Sadiq. Like, I, if I can get Luca, but bro. but so the the thing is, we're we're trying to build a title team. We're not trying to just have the best player in the league because the best player in the league doesn't always win you a title. It usually doesn't actually. No, so, but it helps. It, well, it really Unless they get hurt. One four, it really doesn't. One That's two, the thing. Kobe's won five. <laughs> MJ's won LeBron's won four out of how Magic's many years? Won five. Bird's so won three. So it usually <laughs> take but, any. Okay, pl- but so but nobody else take wins four ever. out of sixteen <laughs> ever. No team wins four unless you have the Spurs, who that's, also had arguably the best player in the league at one point. It's Tim it's Duncan. Tim Duncan won an MVP. Not gonna win you a title. Like you, you need the best player in the league usually to win Duncan a title. Duncan won an MVP, so you know at one point he was considered the most valuable, right. or at least to be in title contention every year. Right? You're not gonna win every year, but you're gonna at least be there. As opposed to a team like the Raptors, who they get Kawhi Leonard, who you know might be the best player in the league that year. They win a title and then they lose him, and now they're yeah, in the lottery. Who is the best. better mercenary? Is it Kawhi is... or is it KD? Oh, Kawhi, because Kawhi was there one year. What are you talking about? Kawhi went one year, he won the title, and then he dipped. Hold on, LeBron is the best mercenary. True story. He changed teams three times True story. and won a title each time. I mean that is hella impressive. You after your first team, That's you switch three we, times, we, we, you we win a title. Give their own each category: stop. KD, Kawhi, and LeBron are in their own category of best mercenary one, two, and three. <laughs> I mean they're just yeah. Well, who's two though? Kawhi, we said. I mean, I guess. I mean, KD, KD wins oh, two I, titles in three I years. Guess. No, it's KD. <laughs> It's KD for me for sure. Even even if they don't win in Brooklyn, it's him. So first of all, if they don't have the injuries they have in Brooklyn, they walk to a title this year. Like it's not even no competition. See, but I no, was it's, it's I was KD thinking sure. you meant who was like the cool just went there and bailed. That's why I well, said yeah, no, yeah, he, was yeah, he, went, year. he went one and, and bailed. he was like, all right, out. went there one year. He, he pulled a, one, he pulled the Deion Sanders with San Francisco. <laughs> but I mean, the, obviously, the if they were on your team, you'd rather have. You know, KD or LeBron because they got you multiple titles. The best part too was the reports. Like you just won a title, and then all the reports were he does and not. All want the to be st- a Toronto was giving like him like free rent, out of t- like free drinks, like <laughs> yeah, for free so free food at restaurants. Everything, everything. The whole town like, well, was you here. You don't have oh to spend it. You don't have to spend a dollar here. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> You're bigger than. I mean, I get it though. You're bigger you're getting, than Wayne Gretzky if he you're came here. Double like, taxed. <laughs> like that sucks. You're getting taxed for Canada. You're getting taxed for the U.S. Like that's some shit. I I, I think the government would have made an exception <laughs> if you pushed him enough. Uh, we ain't gonna tax you. Like you know what, Kawhi? They might have. Uh, you're good. Trudeau like, makes a phone call. Stay. Hey, you're Kawhi, good. I ain't gonna tax you. I promise. <laughs> hey, just oh, just man. write it off, bro. Um, Don't worry. Honestly, we'll get it though, all back. I I think it is. I think it is important what we've really established here is that what it would take 
for us to trade Cade and not make that pick is, is more lot. than another team is going to offer. <laughs> a lot. Well, it's it's more than we're going to get offered. So it's just it's not right, going to so happen. So what if is what hmm. I'm getting at? Yeah, fake no, trades, baby. Shy Gilgis Alexander and five Oklahoma City Thunder unprotected first round picks. Because they got a bunch of them. <laughs> and you get Shy. Oh, man. And Shy really, is 22, and he's phenomenal. I'd have to really deep dive into well, the like, next, I mean, next few drafts. Is what <laughs> I know, Boston's having issues. There's issues with Jalen Brown. There's issues with Jason Tatum. Like, Boston's having issues. No, you, you, you can keep Jalen Brown for Kate Cunningham. You can keep him. I, no, I'd rather have Kate. Yeah, I'd rather have Kate. You can keep – I think you could keep Jason Tatum. <laughs> like, mm. Mm. Uh, it's not like he's super uh, young. He's pretty young. He's like 23. But the money. The yeah, money, but the production. The hey. 50-point games, the production. We, the we, we, got, we got the money to spend, baby. Especially Listen, if we get the we salaries. we can win a title – so that what what helps what helps our title path is we can win it on Cade's rookie contract. If we, like that's if huge. We pay Jason <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Anyway, Cade's not going anywhere. This is a, a, one of the greatest days in Detroit sports history. Is what it uh, is. The, for, the last, for the last, it is. For and sure. before before we get to the next topic. Hot take. Detroit got the best player in two drafts. Panay Sewell, Kate Cunningham, baby. Let's go. <laughs> and this party is going to be I like it. revamped and reinvigorated as soon as the Pistons I mean, actually you, take Kate Cunningham. The, the Tigers might have some arguments as well coming up. You know, I know. If you, count, if you count Torkelson. Casey Mize. <laughs> like, I mean, damn. Oh, oh so that's and that's what I, I kind of. But the but Detroit gets over, but Detroit gets two Hall of Famers. It's crazy. All, all four teams right now have immense hope, right? Like honestly, the team with the least hope right now is the Wings. But everyone the just who? assumes Eiserman's going to get it done. Oh. The Wings. I think it might actually everyone... be the Tigers still. Just because I trust Eiserman no. way more than I trust whoever's in charge of the Tigers. So. So that's what else. So obvi- the worst GM in the city and the GM that everybody hates is the Tigers GM. But, but they have all the pieces in their system. I don't know if to it's take all the, the pieces. Like you, you got a couple really good ones, right? You got Mize, oh, no, you no, got no, Torkelson. Not, hold on. You hold on. I think we, cause, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know if Riley Green is really any good. No, and then some so of these other guys, whether it's like a Manning, and I wish we had AJ on here for this, whether it's like Manning or Turnbull, or or not Turnbull, what Scooble or whatever the dude's name is. Like, I yeah. I don't know. I one I think it takes Scooble's a little bit. Young one. I think it takes a little bit more in baseball because we've already seen the Tigers have Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, David Price, fucking uh, Doug Fister, like and Miguel Cabrera in, in the lineup, and you know they made it to the ALCS. But then they lost. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like it takes more in baseball. And one, I don't know enough about the Tigers' prospects outside of the really top guys, right? Outside of the Torkelsons and and the Mines. But how much of that is just because you have this number one pick, this number one pick, and this number one pick? So what I was trying to say with the Tigers 
is they have all the pieces currently. Hold on a second. And what's his face? Didn't Eiserman just pull off like two first rounders or something yeah. for a scrub ass yeah, player? Yeah, he get some picks. And that's the thing. We got to see what the picks become. Wasn't it like a first, a second, and something else? I don't oh my know. God. I, I didn't. I, I I just trust. I trust Eiserman obviously more than we trust. Uh, Al Avila. Yeah. Um, and Chris obviously Elvis. more than we trust. More than we so trust whoever reason- is here. Even after Al, just because we don't know who it is, so I would put well, the we Tigers. Pray that there is someone after Al soon, and if there's not, that's less of a reason to trust them. So for that reason, for me at least, the Tigers are number four. Um, but I, so, or, but obviously, I know a little bit more about the Lions and the Pistons than I do the the Tigers and the Wings. But just knowing, you know, so Eisenman I would. And might this be is the actually. Yeah, that's why I would have them third. This is actually a fun topic, like what, like in order and why, like the best teams with the most hope. Well, so no, we, we really, one for this, I mean, we should, pist- we, I mean, we can do it, I guess, but we should, we should do this again with AJ in August. We, we should get. All right, we can, we can do it with AJ and I don't know if AJ will be on pace with me, but so my, th- I can do mine quick. So we, like, we should get Pistons uh, number one. Michael on there too, just to have him talk about like, have like a wings versus uh, Tigers debate. He, he's just going to talk about how much uh, Blashville sucks and how mad he is that he's still our coach. I don't know. I, 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 I think he could give us a, a good five-minute wings argument. Oh, for sure he can. So I I have Pistons number one because they could legitimately win a title in three years. I'm not saying they're going to, but it's not out of the realm of possibility, and nobody else can do that. I actually have the Tigers number two, and the reason I have the Tigers number two is because they have the clearest path. What I was saying they're not they don't have all the players on their team right now that they need to win a title they are on the path they have everything in their system right now to come up they can buy what they don't have like that, as that, long that's as, more true than the other sport maybe hockey I don't know but yeah that's <coughs> definitely true in baseball no it's so it's it's way it, you can buy some offense if you need a couple bats you can buy them. The pitching in our system is second to none in baseball. And you see, like, even though Mize had their early struggles, you see why he was the number one overall pick and how good he's going to end up. He's like a a junior Verlander. Not as good, but he's, like, a very similar, like, style pitcher. Um, And we have all throughout the system, our pitching, I'm, like, I'm super hype on our pitching, right? And pitching is the most important, by far the most important to me because, A, it's the hardest to acquire. It's the hardest to draft and develop. I love – by far, and it is not even close, there is no better set of coaches in this city than there is in the Tigers. And it's and it's the two most important. Your manager-manager is one of the best in baseball. A.J. Hinch is elite. But Chris Fetter is a phenomenal pitching coach. And pitching coach is as important as your offensive coordinator, right? Like in football. Like that's how important this dude is. And you have two of the best in baseball. You have all these young players. And you have some bats and position players coming up now in addition to the pitching. And so in a couple years when you're starting to get really good with your own talent. And we actually have like the number two system in baseball. You can trade for a couple bats. And you can buy a couple bats. And all of a sudden you're a contending team. Like really quick. because And you didn't have to. You didn't have to draft 20 really good players. You had to draft seven, eight really good players. You know what I mean? 
and then you you can trade for and buy the rest and all of a sudden you're a world series caliber team so the, the path is right there and we even though we've had missteps under avila and even though i, I have no faith in him as like a person i think he sucks because we've had so many draft picks and we didn't do anything too stupid and in some of our picks are starting to hit and it's looking pretty good even though he blew all of the trades that he's made really i mean we should be even further ahead but we're still on pace and that's why i have them number two the reason i have the wings so far down the list it well really number three i'm saying it's it's not really so far like it's i i guess they're three because of Iserman, because as you said, like you think he's a great GM. I think he's a great GM. We see the Lightning are about to win back-to-back Cubs. Not he didn't do that, but he built the core of that team, and he set them up for this run that they're having, and they almost won it while he was there before he left. Um, so he, he really set them up for the success that they're having now. It's just kind of a long-term thing, and we all trust him to get it done. The reason the Wings are where they are is we have like no players that are going to be on our team when we're contending like there's just a few we we have we're a blank slate basically and we're starting to get guys and we got we're building up the system but they're still quite far away and then the lions obviously are the wild card of wild card as matt would say the lions have sucked forever and they're gonna suck forever right i don't ever anytime you get a new gm and new coaching staff there's hope so I, I, I am holding out hope, and I, and I really liked the way they handled the draft this year. So that gives me a lot of hope. But as a roster, the Lions are super far away. And even on top of that, even if they get the roster in place, you kind of need a quarterback in football, and they don't have that, and that's oh, a very that hard number piece one to pick get. Next and year. I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know where that's going to come from. So, yeah, you hope if we get Someone the number in college. one pick next year, but who's coming out next year? I don't want to draft the NC. I don't want to draft Sam Hubbard in number one. Like that's not. So I don't know. I'm not super. I mean, there's a couple guys that I'm like, but they're not. There's no Trevor Lawrence's, or there's not even. Um, so you mean you, you, you don't you, you don't want your boy from in, Georgia in draft next year? So. So I I wouldn't mind JT Daniels. Um, he's going to win the uh-huh. Heisman this year, by the way. And I was, uh-huh. I did bet on mm. that actually. Oh, over Anthony that. Russo, I, I don't think that. so. Um, no, no, JT Daniels winning that. And He's I actually think be Georgia, worse than if Slovis. I have a pick to win it all, Georgia, I also <laughs> think Georgia is, is going to win it all. But it's a completely different topic. I wouldn't mind him, but I'm not taking him number one. Um, it's too much risk. Honestly, if we had the number one pick next year, I might trade it. Um, trade back, still get a quarterback and pick up some picks. But getting a little off topic, the point is we have to build a whole team plus find a quarterback. And then I don't know what this coaching staff is. I love the way they talk. It's super interesting. Like I could listen to Dan Campbell all day. He he makes me want to run through a wall. And bite, but and bite that doesn't necessarily mean that we have a good coaching staff. But so the Lions are just still so far away. And that's without just the general stink of the, the Lions and they always bungle it. So they're but all that being said, there's still a ton of hope. They just nailed the draft. They got, as Ryan said, the best player in the draft. Yeah, at number goddamn right, seven, six, baby. Number six, seven, seven. Yeah. Jeez, even better. Um, but yeah. they, they did really good in the draft. The coaching staff sounds cool. Uh, but they're just they they need a quarterback and a whole team. They're just they're far away. So, it. I'm excited, but I don't. I really think the Tigers are in that number two slot. Because they they have the they have the next clear path like the the Lions in. The Lions and the Wings don't have a clear path to contention yet. You know what needs to happen over time, but they're five plus years out. Both of those, both teams. 
All the Lions need to get that number one pick. Contending in two years, baby. But who are we taking with the number one pick? Uh, who, there's no Trevor Lawrence. There's no Zach Wilson. Whoever's the best quarterback. You'll find out. I mean, right. I mean, right now that's NC State. Like, and I don't, I'm not sold. You know, right now it might be Sam Howell, but if, uh, what, this dude from Oregon or Slovis or McDaniels or something. Oh, my God. I said, I'm retarded. I said Sam Hubbard. I got Sam Hubbard. What is wrong with <laughs> Uh, what is wrong? But with uh, you know, any of those dudes. I told you I don't like him. End up having a, a Joe Burrow type of year or something. Hey man, we'll take whoever's the best one. That's why they're they're all fighting man. this year for the the privilege to be on the lines. I also I, I'm all over the place. I and then, I called him Sam Hubbard. And then when Stafford gets said, hurt and I we said, get the number two pick ahead. Two? I said Bro. NC State, which NC State fans would crucify me because <laughs> he plays in North Carolina. I'm just I'm I'm a wreck right. That's I told you I I don't want him at number one. I I can't remember which Carolina school he goes to or even his full name. I'll take him at number two with the Rams. I'm not pick. impressed. I'm not impressed. He is he's a poor man's Baker Mayfield. Well, Baker went number one, so he's a poor man's Baker. Yeah, and Baker probably shouldn't have went number one. It should have been Lamar. Um, <laughs> I think that was the year that it should have been Josh Allen, but. All right, well, moving on with the podcast. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are happening, despite all of our NBA hype for the uh, for the draft. We still have to finish the season. We have four teams that have not won a title by the latest never in the Suns and the Clippers, and at the earliest, the Milwaukee Bucks in 1977, I think, with Kareem and the Big O. Pretty sure it was seven. I have to look that up. So, four teams not really expected to win a championship outside of maybe an argument for the Clippers coming into the year. The Bucks maybe. But something NBA hasn't seen in a long-ass time. Four teams that haven't won a title in, at the earliest, 40-something years. And a playoffs that we've never seen before when it comes to the number of injuries to, playoff, to all-star caliber players that have completely shaped these playoffs altogether. The... Hawks and the Bucks tied at two after some shenanigans throughout and injuries in their own, as well as now the Clippers and the Suns. Elimination game as we speak. Suns up 12 with 5.55 left in the third. Ryan, how are you enjoying these playoffs so far? I'm not. This sucks. Do <laughs> like, <laughs> you feel like, you know, one, I don't like, I don't like the Lakers anyway, but to see Anthony Davis go down, it was like, oh, okay, that sucks. And then you just get, you know, not LeBron and Anthony Davis for, you know, like three more rounds of the playoffs. Uh, and then there's a team I liked watching in Brooklyn where they had, you know, all three guys, and it seemed like they were the best team, and they were the team that, that was going to take it home. And then two of their guys get hurt. So then you have Kevin Durant kind of just on this one-man march. And we've gotten great games, don't get me wrong. Like the game, was it the game seven uh, with Durant and, uh, or I'm sorry, with the Nets. The Nets, the Nets and the Bucks where Durant hit that hit that uh, that game-tying two-pointer. Long, world's yeah, longest two? Yeah, <laughs> if he was wearing the right shoe size, the, the Nets would be playing in, instead of the Bucks, but... <laughs> so, I mean, we've gotten some incredible games, but even Embiid, and he, he played well during his playoff run, 
but a meniscus tear. Um, you know, obviously you had no Jamal Murray for the playoff. You had no Jalen Brown, and I don't think the Celtics were going to beat the Nets in the first round anyway. But at least if you have Jalen Brown, it's probably a closer series than whatever it is that they had going on. So, like, I I like the NBA playoffs because they, they are the NBA playoffs and you get a different level of intensity than you see in the regular season. But not seeing a lot of these teams' best players play in these games, uh, it, it is a rougher watch and it makes you feel... I don't know, man. It's just almost like incomplete. Like I'm not big on asterisk titles, uh, like you know, not not even last year or however many years because you. I think you can always point to one thing and say, well, if this didn't happen, then this team might have blah blah blah. So I'm I'm really not not huge on that. But this year, it just feels like you're watching an incomplete playoffs. Is the best way I can put it. I mean, I I hate it. And I mean, like you said, like you never want to, if you're not a complete hater, you never want to put like, I mean, wow, you wouldn't have won the title if this, this, and that happened. I mean, that have, that's for every team every year, right? Like you can always have the what ifs, but this year it is so, so, so watered down. I mean, you so Brooklyn to me again, walks into the title, like walks through a title if they stay healthy. I don't think there's any question about it. The Clippers could have won a title easily if they stay healthy. So now we have two, two of your top teams. Not help Denver, if they were healthy, but they weren't healthy all year. So I'm, I'm not I mean, you could even say any team if they were healthy so, so and the other team still had like their injury bug, like they could have won. Like if Jamal Murray was on Denver, but these other teams like got hurt, like but Denver I'm, absolutely could have won the title. But I, I'm saying, I'm saying, even even if they didn't get hurt, like you look at teams like the Clippers, you look at Brooklyn, um, who's the other team in the East? Uh, Philly, Jesus, you were just talking about them. Um, Philly, you you tell me Philly's not better than the Hawks healthy? I mean, I, I thought like, they were better unhealthy, I, but <laughs> it didn't play out that way. <laughs> but that's so. It's it's not just. A guy here and there got injured. It's that the Lakers. Oh, we didn't even, I didn't even mention the Lakers, right? Like the Lakers were among the favorites. And especially the way things panned out, you could have seen them running everything. But they weren't healthy all season. And then AD goes down for the playoffs. When they're up the in Lakers the series. would have like been right there. I mean, certainly as is like the Lakers in the West. It's hard, it's hard to uh, Yeah, they were so up like in the series. Last year, and not to cut you off, won. obviously. But like, to a team that's probably you know, last year title. I think Giannis got hurt in like game four of the Miami series, but Miami might have already been up 3-0 or something. Like, and then I think the Bucks won the first one without Giannis actually, and then they lost. So like, that's not a fair series to say like, oh, well, Giannis was hurt, so that doesn't count, right? Because it's like they were going to win anyway. But like with the Anthony Davis thing, like they were up 2-1, he got hurt that game, and they lost that game, and then every every, every single game after – like it's it's just tough to ignore, and At, man, it's so Phoenix is the team too because Phoenix has stayed mostly mostly healthy, which is why they have a great chance to win the title. So you look at the team that is has a good chance to win the. Let's say they win the title. That's the team that the Lakers were up on when AD went down. It's not like the Lakers have depth. So you look at just even if everyone was healthy, you got the Lakers and Clippers in the West. 
Philly and the Brooklyn in the East, those are like your kind of your four top title contenders, basically, right? I mean, the Jazz are the only team that even stayed mostly then, healthy and Mitchell lost. Was, I think he was dealing with the ankle yeah. or something. Like he wasn't he wasn't hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. He was banged up. That's true. He was banged up. And it's so it's so at that point when you say okay, all of your top teams that if healthy were going to be like these are your five most popular picks to win the title. If every single one of them has injury issues and your sixth, seventh, eighth team wins the title, at that point it's like it's not the same. It, it's not at all the same. It's funny though, but it, but it is fair because every single team has a complaint. Every single team has had a, a hit out on a star player. Yeah, you can't right. name one team Injury, in these playoffs. Suspension, that, like, oh, I'm not just talking about these playoffs. I'm talking about like almost at least every oh, title no, run no, no, I can these, remember. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. It, no, it's it's different this year. The team that the no, team yeah, that stays healthy. And Matt, I'll let you keep talking. I'm sorry, but it's definitely maximized this year. When I think you had what nine All Stars who missed a game in this playoffs and that's not even counting Trey yeah. young because he wasn't an all-star, but he's obviously like <laughs> a, a, the best player on a conference title team. He's tough, yeah. man. I mean, the team actually, the team that was surviving at the most was Milwaukee until the other night with Giannis going down. But besides that, I mean, you know, and then also Atlanta with Trey who went down late as well. So these are the two teams that really did avoid it for the most part, but now they're getting hit in the conference finals. The Suns did it without CP3 for a while. Obviously the Clippers have been doing it without Kawhi for a while now, but it's every team in the finals has gotten hit and the teams before them that they beat along the way also got hit. So it's, it's a generosity of everyone gets involved in this one. Everyone has a gripe except maybe the New York Knicks and they weren't around long enough to lose somebody. But it's, see, it's not as right though because it is, it is an, it is a bigger equalizer for the lesser teams. Like if everyone's star players get hurt, that benefits the bad it teams bene- a lot more it than benefits the good teams. This is best second player. It just player. does because because you're you're losing you're losing a less impactful player, and then on top of that, it's if again if everyone's healthy, there's five teams that would have won a title before you did. Like, it's not like, oh, one or two teams you got lucky that you didn't have to face or this team got knocked out early and you probably would have lost to them. No, it's there's five teams that if everyone stayed healthy would have won a title before you did. Like, you were literally the last people just standing. Which, listen, for that team that wins, whether it's Phoenix, Atlanta, the the Bucks, the Clips, it doesn't matter. For that team that wins, they're going to celebrate it like any other title and their fans are going to be the happiest people on earth. But when you think of them in context and historically and just what the season yeah. means, it doesn't uh, you, hit the you same. Might not, it though. just doesn't. And it doesn't take away. Like Listen, in 10 a ring years, is forever. You, you might not remember. You might be like, oh. A ring. Like, you well, might be like, oh, yeah. Does, the, it hit, does it hit the same if it's Phoenix well, they or will, was bro. the two seed in the West? Like, so, like, when the, when the Pistons won in 89, the, those nobody here is talking about, well, Magic wasn't playing. No, they're too busy still bitching about the year before when Isaiah got hurt See? in game six See? of 88. Or even in 04, there's not so, like, oh, so well, Matt, you, Coral you Malone hit... was there. Like, people, are, you just accept the title. And most of the fan bases accept the title. So, Matt, what, what you just said, or, or what you started to say, is it's really a perfect example. You said, okay, well, Phoenix was the number two seed in the West, right? Like, they have to be up there. 
they were the first number two seed, and I don't even remember how be, long. They, yeah, two, underdogs they were underdogs. Huge underdogs, underdogs, bro. In their they playoff plus series, 800. in the first round, to were eight to seed. one to win the and series. They were. They were. They were eight to one no, to beat I don't the think Lakers. Oh, oh, yes, yep, eight, eight For, to one to beat the no Lakers. No way, that bad. All right, I question that, but he, he probably, he's probably right. But I, I, I have questions about that. But on top of that, okay, so you say, okay, well, Vegas got it wrong. They were, but they were losing the series. <laughs> after, so after Vegas really I think did they get won it wrong. Game one, and they got they were losing the series. So, games. so you you can throw out right there that they were the second seed that's meaningless they obviously weren't the second best team in the west in injuries resting players i mean look at the clippers the clippers rested half the season and they were what the uh, fourth yeah. seed yeah yeah four so or five no one, no no one no was no one was taking no one was taking the healthy clippers losing to the suns no one was not many people obviously were taking the seventh seed lakers losing to the suns the Jazz would have been favored against the Suns, granted they were the number one seed. But that's three teams right there that would have you have higher in your winning at all pecking order. Oh. Three teams just in the West. Then you jump over to the East. You you got Philly ahead of the Suns if they're healthy. You have yeah, you probably Brooklyn have ahead Philly, of the Suns you if they're healthy. Milwaukee. You have. Uh... Oh, Milwaukee too. So I always I see I always forget Milwaukee in these conversations because I. I'm very Same. pessimistic about Milwaukee, <laughs> and I think they are garbage for if you compare like how they perform in the regular season <laughs> what they versus might make what the I think they can do in the playoffs. And they might win um, the title. I mean, look <laughs> at Milwaukee. Well, they might win the finals, but Milwaukee has had – think about this. Look at how much Milwaukee's struggling, and they have had the easiest path imaginable. Milwaukee has had the dream scenario for them to finally get over the hump, and they added Drew Holiday in the offseason – and and they still yeah, they, might not they get it done. The, and well, they're, they're they're up against the wall against they, the they Hawks. They had the scenario the Hawks, because of injuries, like, but they did beat the Heat and then the Nets. Not like so like before you, but before you right, but before but you again, started the with, playoffs, again, if you're like you got to beat the Heat and then the Nets, you'd be like, oh fuck that! <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, so I wasn't the the Heat. The Heat took a big step back this year. I wasn't. They did, I wasn't but there were still a lot of people saying like, "Oh, the a, Heat the could beat the same thing that happened last year." Well, they're dumb people. The Nets, though, no, no chance. If the Nets were healthy, they win in four or five games. Yeah, agreed. Like it's not the the Bucks. Could, the Bucks can compete with them, but they're not, and so they have this dream scenario, and the Bucks still probably aren't going to get it done because. Giannis well, I mean, I mean, he's hurt. Well, and also, <laughs> like, Giannis is probably done. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if Giannis plays again. Well, the rest true. of the season. Like you said, Anthony Davis, like they were up. <laughs> well, so you mean, so you Maybe. mean the rest yeah, of the season? Yeah, well, game five. He, I don't know if he makes it to the yeah. finals if they, if they end up playing. I do think the Bucks. If Trey doesn't play, I do think the Bucks can beat the Hawks and make the finals. But then it's just a matter of you know, can Giannis play before like game two of the finals? Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot Trace. I forgot Trace. Everybody's hurt. I can't name name a best player on it's any of the teams. Everyone it's is hurt. Sons. I can't. The, like you the name only, a team in the playoffs this year, they the lost a justice. star, one of their top two players, if not their top player. They lost them. Like every single team except for the Knicks. The only <laughs> justice in this world. The only thing that will make this season okay is if the Suns get it done. Because all of Chris Paul's best title shots were undone by injuries. All of them. 
All of them uh, undone so by injuries. That, so, was it injuries when Golden State blasted them out of nowhere? I don't know if it was injuries in 2015. Or when Josh, or when Josh Smith came back and what do you mean blasted them out of nowhere? When Golden State was clearly the best team. But, in no, the, no, no, no. In the the hang on, no, no, no. This is when they were the surprise team. Yeah. It was their first. No, two. Yeah, their first title. Their they first were title, not. They were not the. They were not the. Oh my God! This is you know amazing team. This was holy shit. Where these guys come from? That was a Chris Paul title I, that I he lost. He lost to one of the. But we didn't know that at the time. The we hang on, but we didn't know that at the time. Games. And you still you still hate but on that were. Warriors team because they we beat the Cavs without now. Kevin Love and uh, Kyrie. <laughs> well, I, I oh no, so no, it, the Suns did have injury that year because that's the, what I said. The Clippers. So that, they was on the Clippers. I'm sorry. Yes, my bad. Chris Paul's team had injuries that year because I I said that. Either before the podcast or the beginning of the podcast. I think it was before the podcast. The Warriors' first title, every single team they played had a major injury. It probably was I don't Blake. even remember who it was. It was probably freaking Blake Griffin. About a 98% um, chance But no, because we, 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 we actually talked about that. I think it was before the podcast. The Warriors' first yeah, title, every team they played had a major injury. Every single one. So Okay. Yeah, because no, this was every, the year Chris Paul, the Clippers got past the Spurs in the first round. Let, let's wait for Ryan real quick. You can look stuff up, but let's wait for Ryan. Oh, no, never mind. No, sorry. This was – sorry. The Rockets beat the Clippers in seven in the second round. Golden State beat Memphis. That, and that was when – and then it was the Memphis series where um, – Look, now you have us talking – now you have us talking. Yeah, I know. I, I thought it was – I could have sworn it was the Clippers getting blasted. Maybe that was 2016. Maybe it was the next year. But at that point, we already knew what, what the Warriors were. This, but I mean, the Warriors are the five seed in 2015, their first title. Well, they probably took a while to get rolling that season. I think their probably. second half of the season was. Coaching, I would assume but... so. And that was Steve Kerr's first year, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was Mark Jackson the year before, still. Actually, no. Wait, hang on. Was that the same year that it was? Uh, it wasn't even Kerr for most of the year. It was Luke Walton? No, no, no. That was the second. Well, because the next year. year was the year that, you know, they got the title stolen from them. It was it was the second or third year that it was Luke Walton. Because at the time, because Luke Walton was like 27-1 and one or something like that. I don't, I don't remember if that was exactly it, but it was something like that. And everyone was like, yeah, but this team is absurd. Like, anyone could coach them. Um it might have they might have even had KD for the Luke Walton year. I don't remember though. I no, don't they didn't. They, they did not, not have KD for the Luke Walton year. One stretch. All right, but I think it was, I think it was like twenty-seven and one. It was something really dumb like that, um, and that was not their first year winning the title. Um, do, 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 do. I need to see. No, I mean I'm looking at Game Seven of their series against Houston, where they lost in Game Seven. Chris Paul played. Blake Griffin played. DeAndre Jordan played. They all played thirty nine plus minutes. Reddick played. That 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 was the year they blew a three yep. one lead, um, but it wasn't to the Warriors. It was to a really good. Oh, you mean Josh team. Smith? Josh Smith didn't play. <laughs> yes, he did. He killed him. He's the, he's one of the reasons they won one of those games. Josh Smith was the seventh leading scorer 
uh, at on see what team. he did, see what he did in one of those games though. Wait, he went off like, no, he went off like he was Clay Thompson. I could be wrong. Well, let me check point. Let me do points again. Josh Smith was well. He yeah, had fifteen. Stop. He had fifteen points in game. He had seven. nine points a game. Josh Smith had. Yeah, see, like, see what he did. What was it game six though? He had in five. He had, he had nineteen points yeah, in game six. Five nineteen. One good game. Um. 19 in game yeah, six. So Chris Paul lost to Josh Smith. Dwight Howard was balling out. James Harden was balling out. Trevor Rizzo was balling out. Like, that was a good team. Right, but the Clippers were healthy. They had Jordan. They had Griffin. They had Paul. They had J.J. Redick. But, so, like, so hold on. Their... But they didn't lose. That was the one they year. They didn't lose to – Um, they didn't lose to the Warriors. A lesser team. And – no, they didn't lose the war. The Rockets were maybe the number one overall seed. No, 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 the Rockets were number two in 2015. The Clippers were number three. Okay, so they the, so the they Rockets lost. Back from so they lost to a, a team that was better than them. Yeah. All right, but no, but the year before, in the in the Western Conference I Finals, I, I don't want to hear all that. If the if the Pistons are number three next year, yeah, and the Pacers are number two, and we're up three one, and they beat us, I don't want to hear. Well, the Pacers were the better team. True. <laughs> like, come on, bro. They they weren't. To be fair, they weren't like beating it, Golden State regardless. Like, so like, it's, like it it's, was it was a joke. And the one year is, they could have they could have beat Golden State, Chris Paul got hurt. That's and that's what I'm saying. Like at all their best chances, I, 2015 was a good chance. Everyone outside of that was major injury for them. And in 2015, uh, not 14 either. 14, okay, yeah. they were the better 14. team and lost in six to Oklahoma City. 14, they, they maybe and they had and they were the, Griffin, they Paul, were the and Jordan, and they Barnes. They were the what? What? Excuse me? They it, were the what? You heard Did me. you just say they were better? The Clippers? Did you just say they were better than the Thunder? Have you lost your goddamn mind? Okay, in this series, they were the two seed. The Thunder were the six seed who in was 2014. On the, yeah, who was on that Thunder team? I'm just talking about seeding. Who was on that Thunder team? Throughout the season, who was on the, the goddamn Thunder? Season, you know who was on that Thunder team. Don't Maybe our listeners don't. You know who was on because that Thunder team? You're painting just wildness. They have a chance against the uh, Thunder. Just, what is wrong with you? Was Harden on that team, or was he on the Rockets by then? Yeah, he was on that was team. That, they made the finals. Was he? In, no, not 2014. No, no, he wasn't. He was, not, they not made 2014. the finals in was already gone. Twelve. Oh, yeah, I'm two yeah, years Harden off. was already gone. Bad. Two years off. Yeah, I thought Harden was gone. Is that, was that Katie's MVP crying year? Yes. Probably. I think that was the year Katie was MVP, pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. It was, yep. it was it was LeBron's last year in Miami. They lost to the, S- the Spurs. Man, we went we went way off the they got They we got did. fucking <laughs> they got We went so They got mobbed really by the Spurs. But this, yeah. This <laughs> all started this all started with Matt lying to us, telling us that the Clippers blew a three-one lead to the Golden yeah, State. Yeah, they, they did. Blew, that, uh, oh, not to Golden State, but to the Rockets, they blew a three-one lead. No, I, I re- like it's weird. I remember Golden State like it's one of those like fake memories. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Golden State the, the blowing Mandela up the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, it was so absolutely the Mandela was, What it was was the real biggest choke job ever. It was the Thunder, that Thunder team that was super good that beat the Clippers. Um, they blew the three-one lead to Golden State. They did. And then KD God took for, his thank bitch God ass. Thank God for Russ, huh? KD took his bitch ass to that Golden State team. Thank God, thank God for Russ. 
Yeah, because he was tired of not having fun playing basketball. And he's like, those guys yeah. look like they're having a lot of fun in Golden State. Not that fun. And he would have had a lot of fun. They, won a couple titles along the way. Place. It would have been a blast for the Thunder had they not choked. But whatever. I don't know about that. No, Nobody looks like they have fun playing basketball with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell, not even well, I was going to say Westbrook. Oh, no, yeah, it looks like uh, Westbrook looks like he has a <clears throat> no, what? no, Westbrook looks angry as all, all hell time, whenever he plays. Constantly. And I love it. And I love it. Oh, man. We really did go so far off the rails here. I don't even remember the original So topic. far off the rails. Meanwhile, the Suns look like they are on their way. To the final. Here comes yeah, the announcer do. jinx. But the Suns look like they are on their way to their first NBA Finals since 1990. So like 15-point lead going into the final quarter. Listen, I will guarantee they win this game. No, no, no. You and your guarantees no. are Gar- not awful. They're not. No, they are not. You, you, you are like, you are, you are the Detroit Sports Nation version of... All right, we're keeping <laughs> track now. No, no, no. Paul Barkley. That, that is blasphemy. We are absolutely keeping track. And this one is obviously not going out on a limb. The Suns have Pete a 14-point lead. The Suns have a 14-point lead going into the fourth. But more importantly, Chris Paul has regained form. He has been awesome tonight. And on and he is going to absolutely help them close out this game. Like, that's literally his thing. What, what game was it that I was so mad at you for talking? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it had to be a game where you, where you wanted the same game. team to win because it's not often. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't you, you were, there's I, no I way they'll lose, early. and they lost. I don't, it's <laughs> Dylan that's always, talk, and Ryan that always talk early. I oh, no, no, this was early. you. No, this was you. I gave hey, you so I much shit. Hey, when I talk early, we win, babe. I, I don't know. It might have been a bet or something. I don't know. But I, I am, I, you are, we're keeping track from now on, because my, guarantee. you say my guarantees are bad. I'm, I'm a, I take that personally. <laughs> guaranteed Michigan will be Michigan State. I did. That was actually my worst mm. call of all time, actually. Not – I mean, I still don't know how we lost that game. Actually, I do. I'm sorry. Joe Milton is a raging uh, trash well, can. Well, you, you were uh, you, you were starting every, breakfast Every 50-50 ball in the universe. It wasn't even bad quarterback play. It was hey, I'm it up to bad. receivers that are catching it over everybody. It's not like the guys only, were only wide one, open. Only one piece of burnt toast. It's, so it, they caught it over? It's not like the guys was were wide open. It was literally just chucking 50-50 ball, except on know. that day they were 95-5 balls. Ridiculous. Yep. Maybe um, but it was still still wouldn't Maybe have they mattered if we had – Dylan could have been playing quarterback for us, and we would have won that game. Oh, that's what it was. MSU-UCLA, first four. <laughs> Hold on. Your bitch I ass not sitting there it. talking about their – I did not get Oh, you want to bet? I – I never I, said the baby, word guarantee. I got this. I got this. Is, I got is a reverse jinx. But <laughs> I, got I will say, I have never been so convinced in something happening and they've been wrong. Like, I, you, and I, I will say, I don't give a F. They made the final four. UCLA was not a good basketball team last year. I don't, I don't, that is the oh, most you wild, is luckiest up. garbage final four team. Of all, I, literally, Michigan State, who had a terrible year and should have even been in the tournament, should have beat UCLA in the in the not the first round, the freaking uh, play-in. If Michigan bumass didn't lose to us, we wouldn't have been in the tournament. <laughs> we gave we gifted you a tournament berth. Why are you mad? I'm not. I'm just saying your bumass shouldn't have lost to us, and we wouldn't. We have been were in. resting. And then you, we and didn't then need we, that game. We wouldn't have this conversation at all. 
Oh my goodness. Well, and, so and it's you our played fault like that it. You... Oh my god. <laughs> like it's, I don't know what to tell you. You oh played all you god. played all your starters. Someone should have told them. <sighs> I you see how it's start taking oh Johnny Juzang in the second round. Yeah, so j- just saying, your guarantees ain't guaranteed. <laughs> One game. And that wasn't like a mid-game guarantee. That was a pre-game guarantee, which is still I'm, I'm not. Yeah, it was. It's not any better. It just everybody gets one. All right, Every, everybody gets one. That was. I got so mad at you. I was like, keep I my still cannot believe you lost. <laughs> like I don't understand. And I, it sucks because I, I talked about how not great Michigan State was all year, but I still thought you were that much better than UCLA. I still do. Yeah, well, you know, UCLA had a pretty historical run. UCLA had as lucky of a run is whoever wins the title this year in the NBA. I mean, you can say that, but they took Gonzaga to the freaking limit in the Final Four. So after all that luck, they faced a healthy Gonzaga team that played well, and UCLA took them punch for punch. Baylor stomped the hell out of them, and they should thank UCLA for making it a little bit easier. All right. Did did I not nail the shit out of that final though? Like that's gotta yes, that's gotta did. make up for some of one out of one out of not for you putting my team's name in your mouth. <laughs> oh man, put my team's name in your mouth. Told you to keep them out your mouth. All right, well back to back bracket champ. So I, I do want to say it, it looks like wait you weren't a part of our bracket. <laughs> it looks like whoever wins the West and it looks like it's going to be the Suns now. It's of sixteen with you know eleven minutes left. They got to be favored. This seems like it's the de facto championship. But with all the injuries we've seen. The West? Yeah, with all the injuries yeah. we've seen, I don't feel even a little bit comfortable saying that. Because, you know, the next game, the Devin Booker, high ankle sprain, and now he's down for, you know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah, I, Chris Paul has like been even, super healthy in his career, right? Like, I feel like even predicting, like, all this stuff when it comes out, and usually – you know, whether it's the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals. Oh, this team will win, 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 whatever. But just like with this year, it's it's almost like a no-sum game. <laughs> like, it doesn't – because you really have no idea what's about to happen. And it's not even, you know, like the, the soft tissue stuff or the stuff LeBron was talking about where this team is playing 20 games and 40 nights. Like, a lot of it is kind of freak stuff. Like, Giannis's injury could have happened any night. Trey Young – Trey stepping yeah, on a ref? On a Hold on. It's not because they played. Wait, when does that ever happen? When do you step on a ref's foot? I've never seen when that ever. Sabotage. Never, never when the ref in my is entire paid. life. <laughs> like, when a ref is paid, <laughs> I've never seen that sabotage. happen. So, like, it. Man. Like, I think when you look back in history, you might look back on this year and say, oh, they're coming off a of COVID year. And they started too fast, and that's why there were all these injuries. But if you actually look at some of the injuries, that shit could have happened any time ever, right? Like with again with the Giannis and with the Trey Young thing, like those are just bad landings. Like if you if you went yeah, and if that you happened, have a we all know that in arrest, basketball. like you're not landing different, <laughs> like right? No, that no, that's true. That's absolutely true, and you know. Everyone, you know, we all play basketball. I can't even tell you how many times I have rolled both ankles. 
I can't even count how many times I have landed on other people's feet on a shot or a rebound and just been taken out. Like, it's just, it happens when you play basketball. Like, there's no one out there that's ever played this game that can say, oh, yeah, I played for years, never rolled an ankle. You lying. You didn't play basketball. I don't know what you was doing, but you wasn't playing ball. Well, walking. Some people just are lazy basketball players. We've all been to the rec center. Like, you, it, it happens. I did it to myself one time running backwards on defense. I just rolled the damn ankle. I mean, it <laughs> you happens. Gotta be me. It's not like ankles are like – it's like they were built to be rolled. They're the most Man, unreliable uh, joint. A dude landed on me, and he was like, dude, he's the six, 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 seven. This is a, a huge dude. I thought he was about to whoop my ass even with his bum ankle. Like, he came down for the rebound, and he immediately went down, and I knew I did it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but you didn't do it. I did it, just but there. you're – you, it's not like you stuck nah, your foot bro. out and like, oh, he's landing here. I'm going to do this. It ain't like you, that son of a bitch from Florida that you know, he fighting nah, Mateen man. Cleaves. You, like, you that bet wasn't your you. ass I ran all the way out the danger zone. As soon as he <laughs> fell, I knew I did it. I ran to half court. Oh, what happened? Back it up. <laughs> like, Back right. it up. <laughs> Dang, bro, you good? Like, what? It was at Oakland. I was out there calling the medical team. We need somebody here. <laughs> Acting like I didn't have anything to do with it. I this. just cost us an NCAA title berth. Get someone out here. <laughs> no, nah, man, I was I was scared for my life because the dude was so huge, and he was on the ground writhing in pain. They took him off in, like, a wheelchair, and I was still mm. afraid he was about to whip my ass. <laughs> so I was like, uh-oh. Hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully he what, knows though, I didn't do it. Uh, and I, I, I don't think he as knew. As bad as those are. <laughs> As bad as those are, how good is it when you almost do it? Like, you do it a little bit, but you take your weight off of it just in time. And you're just like, you get that heartbeat. Dodge the beat, bullet, like, oh, baby. Thank God. Dodge the bullet. <laughs> now, I, I felt bad, though, because my friend landed on me once in just like a regular pickup game. And then he, and then we had to call his dad, and he took him to the hospital, and I felt bad. Because I could You had to go to the yeah, hospital? I closed out on him, and he fucked his ankle up. I was like, man. Man, it's called ice <laughs> and elevation. That's it. Ice What's elevation it? to give you ass rice. a cast. It's rest. Uh, ice. ice ele- compression elevation. elevation. Yep. Yeah. All right. But back to the matter at hand. A already Hall of Fame top five point guard is looking like he might get that NBA championship that he's been searching for for so damn long since he came into this league from Wake Forest. Will that make people not talk about the, the injury narrative? If it's Chris Paul winning uh, his I, first no, time, it's been I do so think bad, nothing it. will stop it. I do think it'll lessen it because I think most people like the Suns, and I think most people want the Suns to win. Well, and so it's I, retribution. So I, I, so I, think, I think they'll be a little bit nicer to the Suns than they will if, like, the Hawks or the Clippers, you know, the Clippers don't look like they're going to win enough. Or the Bucks, uh, especially. If, if, if any of the other teams win it, I think they'll be nicest to the Suns because they like Devin Booker. They want Chris Paul to, to succeed. Um, and a lot of people, I think, are even liking DeAndre Ayton now because he's been balling out this playoffs. I mean, so even, I, I do think, so, in a sense, Matt, you're correct. At this point, because Kawhi went out, I mean, obviously they can't win it now, but because Kawhi went out, I think the Clippers would also get not like the hate. I mean, you lost Kawhi and still got it done. Like, at that point, it's kind of kosher. But it's like we talked about earlier. I don't think Dylan was here. I shouldn't have said that. We're podcasts. God. 
It's like I said. Er- it's like I said earlier. Uh, Phoenix winning, especially for Chris Paul, is kind of like retribution because so many of Chris Paul's teams, whether it was him getting hurt or Blake getting hurt, so many of Chris Paul's best teams were derailed by injury, and that is a large part of the reason he never got it done before now. I don't, I actually really don't think people are going to care about that, honestly, because like when people you know talk shit about Chris Paul. They don't care about that, and like with the Clippers thing. Well, that's because they're haters. Know, Paul Paul George hasn't had a good night, um, and I do think there'll be some slander or some hate, some whatever you want to call it, um, tonight, and maybe even going on right now. I don't know. I, I haven't really been looking like I uh, like I usually do, and you know, like we're usually kind of up on these things. I think there'll be some ha ha. The Clippers lost. Look at them. You know, they're they're clipping again. Even with even without Kawhi, just because Paul George is so fun to hate on, which is just stupid. Well, is is the way <laughs> it goes. You're missing bro. your best player. I know, but you're missing your best player, one of the top players in the league, and your other best player, who has gotten so much crap for so many years, who had once had so much goodwill with the with the NBA fans, coming back from that leg injury in the in the uh, in the Olympics, well, no. like. This man had so much goodwill, and he's been balling out of his mind. He's been playing great basketball, top level basketball. What you want from your stars? You had this team had the two best stars in the NBA in the in the playoffs. For one two punch that was left, it was Kawhi and PG. You never had Kawhi, not for these finals, not for the Western Conference Finals, and you still were able to push this series as long as you Uh, have. Okay, yeah, but you could also argue if Chris Paul or. Chris Paul. If Paul George had made some free throws, this series might be a little bit different. So like he's he's been good yeah. and he's he's impressed without Kawhi Leonard, minus this game and minus you know a first couple of the games. But if you're gonna credit uh, a you know a quote unquote star in this league for having like four good games out of what's gonna be six or maybe even three, I don't know exactly the count, but let's just say it's four, give him the benefit of the doubt. If he has four good games out of six games in the playoffs, you're always gonna focus on those two games and be like, well you're not really a star because you messed up here and here, regardless of, you know, him get like giving them the win in the last game or something. I yeah, I I I, no, I think I it's ridiculous. I don't because think I, he's I, done himself any favors, <laughs> you know, like calling himself playoff P or saying he had an MVP season when he finished like a distant third. <laughs> like I, I don't know that Paul I mean, George exactly helps himself uh, in terms of still, you know in public no, I, favor. I you finished third out of right, the whole but, league. Okay, like it's but not. if you're gonna say like I had an MVP <laughs> season, but maybe you got one first place vote. But you just finished third because usually, usually it's a pretty big gap between like definitely one and two, but you for sure like one and three and two and three. Like you calling that your MVP season? Sorry, bro. Like this is not what happened. Did Did he get third over MVP? Yeah, he got third. Not was it, it wasn't this second? year, but it was his last oh, yeah. year in Oklahoma City. He was third in MVP voting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, but again, it's not like he was close to first. Which is, I think, think, where people like. No, but I mean, you know, Steph said the same shit this year. Uh, And fucking, like, Scottie Pippen just said it on, I think, Dan Patrick's show, where he's like, it was my MVP year or something like that. Or, like, Scottie Pippen was on track to win the MVP. It's like, I think he finished third. (laughs) He finished third or fourth. 
So you, you weren't really. Like, you were good that year. You were probably first team all NBA, but, like, that's not. And that's the stuff that doesn't, like, gain you favor, where it seems like you don't have, like, any of the humility needed for someone who hasn't done the things the other stars have done. I'm curious, and, I, and I, I don't like Paul George anyway. But I, th- I think blaming him for this Shocking. series, we can tell. No, I mean blaming <laughs> him for knew. this series is obviously ridiculous. But like, for you know, oh, how could you say Paul George? Da da da! All that shit you were talking. It's like because he wasn't good before. Like, like if he had a good game, great, good for Paul George. That's what you're supposed to do. But like the games where he didn't have a good game, it's not like those are just wiped away because he's somehow good and. You know, game five. I I am curious for Clippers fans, and it it prob I would think it lessens the blow once Kawhi went down, but Clippers fans, you assume have to have much love for Chris Paul. I would think. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe they think that he sucks and they underperformed like a lot of Lions fans do Stafford, but that's just absurdity. But I assume Clippers fans have a lot of love for Chris Paul. Do you think there's some joy in this? No, for them? not at all. Or do you think it's just all pain? No, for Clippers not fans, at all. no, hell no. But even so, once Kawhi went down, you know Hang you're on. not winning the title. Like, right? No, what are you talking about? You have playoff Pete. Oh my god, <laughs> alone with Reggie Jackson is his number two sidekick. Man dropped forty plus no, points no, in an elimination game to force no another one. No fan base ever is back happy at home with a star that just is perpetually injured, which is really what Chris Paul was in the playoffs. Like you don't see yeah. really any Pistons fans. Like I love Grant Hill. I think he was one of the best Pistons ever. But you see a lot of Pistons fans like no fuck Grant Hill. Right. I mean, it's not like they are hurt. They're not trying to get hurt. They're in pain. I it know, sucks. But you're, like, but you're still hurt. <laughs> like, so they just don't, you know, really fuck with it all that much. Like, uh, if you get but, hate, hurt doing wild, dumb stuff, it's, like, kind of its own thing. Like, you trip on your puppy. It's not even that. But, like, you go no, but, you go do something stupid on a four-wheeler and get hurt and miss a season. No, I mean, like, it's just one thing, constant. But. And then when he did play, even if he wasn't hurt, it was somebody else that was hurt. But he was still playing, and they lost. And blowing a 3-1 lead I mean, I never helps at, you. I just looked at back-to-back series, 14 and 15. They were healthy. They just didn't get the job done. Yes. No, I don't think I, I don't think Clippers to... fans are happy for Chris Paul. I don't think they're, like, excited that they lost the series. I, it, it, to me, it'd be different. If Chris Paul played his whole career at the Clippers well, before leaving, that's one thing. He, but he had a whole ton of years or, in uh, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, before going to L.A., he was there for about six years. They had a good six-year run, and then he or, was gone. But he if is Chris most Paul until was, now. Or if Chris Paul, or if the Clippers, excuse me, were even like the Pistons, where you just you knew you had no chance. But like the minute the Clippers signed Kawhi and they traded for Paul George, they were like the title is ours. So right immediately exiting the Chris Paul era was championship aspirations. It's not like they expected to be trash or bad or anything like that, where I think that helps some of the Lions fans, you know, root for Stafford, where it's like, well, we're not going to do anything anyway, so it doesn't matter. Or it even helps some of the Pistons fans, you know, maybe root for, like, Blake, right? Where, okay, well, Blake's going to the Nets. We obviously suck, so we're going to stick with 
our guy. Same thing with Justin Berlander when he went to the Astros. The Tigers knew, Tigers fans knew that the Tigers weren't going to make any type of noise except for being bad. So I think it's different with the Clippers because as soon as they got, you know, rid of Chris Paul, they had all these other aspirations that they wanted to do. Or, you know, almost almost immediately, I think the year before they, the year they got rid of Chris Paul was when they went to, when they took the Clippers, or when they uh, took the Warriors, I think, to six games. Um, and it was like a 1-8 matchup or something before they got, you know, Paul George and Kawhi. And then the next year they get Paul George and Kawhi, and it's like, oh, we're about to win a title. So they went to, they went right into the space of being as good as they were when they had Chris Paul again. So I don't think there's any type of like, you know, happiness. I'm sure some Clippers fans who are just Chris Paul fans are, you know, are a little bit less hurt maybe that that you know if they were going to lose, it's at least a Chris Paul. But I think as a majority, they're very disappointed with. Uh, with the team and the outcome, even if it was expected after, you know, Kawhi went down. But I don't think it's necessarily, oh, oh, at least we lost the Chris Paul type of thing. Sorry for the long-winded answer. It's, there are a lot of examples that I thought fit. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I think the majority of the Clippers fans, their, their expression is going to be, fuck, eh, good for Chris Paul. Well, that's what I, that's what I, I mean. Don't, I don't like, even know that, man. Like, but, but that's it. That's it. Like, that's as far as it's getting in my mind. Because they, uh, they had just championship aspirations of their own, so I don't think so. No, I know. But I, I do think at the very least, you know, it's a, it's a mix of what you're saying and what Paul's saying. I don't think that's the first thing that comes to their mind. I think it comes later. But, you know, I'm sure, you know, they're they're at least a little tiny bit happy for them. But it's coming long after they're busy being pissed off about the fact that they blew it once I, again. Whether it's injury related or what, another injury killed them. You know, it's Clippers bad luck and blah blah blah. But it's what they're used Chris to. Chris <laughs> Paul also having one of the best playoff games of his career right now. Like it's it's wild. Devin Booker has taken twenty six shots and has twenty two points. And you look at that if you hadn't watched the game or didn't know the score, and you'd be like, "Wow, Suns might be in trouble." Oh shit! Chris Paul taking forty one. Oh my god. Yeah, on twenty four cra- shots. Yeah, he's going crazy. On, Seven of eight from deep. Seven of eight from deep. Somebody yeah, that's crazy. Chris Paul. Like, that's that's just, that's a phenomenal game. I mean, phenomenal. It's not like he's taken. Especially at 35 years old. He, and he's only <laughs> taken three free throws the whole night. Like, yeah, that, four, that. Yeah, 41 and eight is nuts. It, and you know, I mean, even the, at his old age, he still gives it on the defensive end. It's not like he's a one-way player. Uh, I mean, you look. Almost. He, he's, he's not making any fans right now in LA. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, he's screaming at the fans. I mean, good for him. Good for Phoenix. <laughs> just, I mean, he's he had a ten up. point first half. Ten points in the first half. Thirty one in the second. I mean, it's it's not over yet. <sighs> Clips, the, Clips gonna no, he's no, he's done. They just Clips they just pulled clip, him. Huh, man? Oh, all right. All right, perfect. I <laughs> yep. I stopped watching. Yeah, there's less than two minutes left. They're down. No, less than less than two minutes left. Oh, they're down so twenty four. So this game's over. Is three over Marcus Morris, who has like the <laughs> toughest shots I've ever seen go in against him. I don't even feel like it's always bad defense, but like when he was guarding Luca, Luca hit some would hit some ridiculous shot, and it'd be like, oh, he's cooking Marcus Morris. And then you look at the replay. Well, the last and it's like a contested the, fadeaway, but it just goes in, and you're like, "Well." The last couple, Chris, great Chris, defense, Chris was offense, taking so. and making heat checks. Like, 
Yeah, it's yeah, not. He it's ball balls out today. It's bad. It's bad for it's bad for the other team when your heat checks are going in. It's not good. The, it's a, it's a not crazy. You get, you get blown out at home in a clinch game in game five, and then you go on the road where you've been a really good road team all year, and you blow them out to clinch the and, finals. Uh, Chris Paul's over under for points, rebounds, and assists today. It was like thirty and a half. He has forty one points. <laughs> <laughs> he killed that. That's uh yeah. He did all right on, on that. What do you, what do you do? Like six assists? I'm uh, guessing eight, it wasn't that many assists, assists if he had 41. Which is pretty. Imp- He's still at eight. Which yeah. is pretty. Imp- yeah. No, that's impressive. It's, so it's du- it's double impressive to me. So eight assists when you're taking that many shots and at 41 points is like pretty good. But it's more impressive to me because like the guy you think he's kicking to make him the most is Devin Booker, and he is like he's shooting like 30. percent It's like no, it's it's yeah. So Paul could have like 12 assists. It's, it's a really really good game. <laughs> you know. So you know who shit the bed though, Paul George. Hey, Paul, stop. He's the only threat, man. No, actually, who really shit the bed tonight is Reggie. After playing pretty damn good, Reggie Jackson has been very poor tonight. Uh, Pandemic P, baby. No, not Reggie Jackson. (laughs) I'm stunned. Listen, he's had a really surprising series. He has been super solid. Uh, you want to know, on, so you know who balled the hell out is Marcus Morris. Had a pretty good game. I shouldn't yeah. say balled the hell out. He's had a couple pretty good games. Yeah, I should but, not yeah say Ma- Marcus Morris out. playing better than Paul George in an elimination game. But, That's crazy. B- balled the hell out is not the right <laughs> word, but he, he's been the best player for the Clippers tonight. Um, but Luke Kennard, oof. I'd, <laughs> oof. Not a good game. I saw 27 points. It was shortly You're before I stopped watching. I, Luke Kennard had a sequence where he um, he had a bad pass that Chris Paul stole. Immediately coming back on the other end, takes a quick wide open three and breaks it. So, At least you don't oh, owe no. Luke Kennard $64 million. Oh, wait. Ah! <laughs> Could, couldn't be us. And he hardly plays, too, even with Kawhi out, which, I mean, they don't play the same position, but your rotation gets opened up a little bit. Even with Kawhi out, he's hardly played, and he sucks when he does. He was better for Detroit. Like, oh, my goodness. But at least we did not pay him. Not compounding mistakes. Power Troy, baby. Game is officially over. Phoenix officially, officially in the finals. Phoenix Suns. In the NBA Finals, first time since 1994. Uh, do we think... Never won it. Real quick, do we think Phoenix beats whoever they play from these? I do. Yeah, I do too. Barring injury. I, we, I think they should be favored about this, to win this Finals we, now. We talked about this earlier. Obviously, injuries right. can quickly... But here's the thing. Here's the thing with barring injuries. is Where the Suns have the advantage right now, especially over a team like Atlanta, is say they lose Chris Paul again. You still have Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. You do. And you still have really good role players in Jay Crowder, in Campaign, in um, in Macal Bridges. Like you have good supporting staff, along with still having two bona fide studs. I gotta say though, to lead I you pray to a it's title. not Chris Paul. How awful would it be for him getting his first ring and didn't get to play the finals? Oh, if he gets. I mean, he's at least gonna play game one. <laughs> That's. But you don't know He's that. At least he might, play game he one. might get COVID between now and the finals. I, I think right. this man better not do any dumb shit. Just chill at the house, relax, watch TV. This get is rid. first trip to the final. Do this is dumb. first it's conference win. He's celebrating tonight, baby. It's hookers yep. around the house. I got it. It's like Paul Pierce. 
I, I, trying to take his name off that Allen Iverson, Carl Malone, <laughs> Charles Barkley list. Greatest to never win a title. And it's what's nice. So he's old as crap, obviously. So Chris Paul is really old. But he is not winning it as like a, a shell of himself. He is playing great basketball. No, he just dropped 41 points. Playing great assists. basketball. That a shell yourself. Carrying a, not carrying by himself, but leading a young team. Um, it's it's great to see. Like this this will make it them getting it done like this will mostly make up for how this has been the worst NBA playoffs I can remember ever. And it, it, is it even close? I got the Bucks if Giannis is healthy. Well, let's go. It depends what you say about worse. Cuz here's the thing. While it's been worse as far as the injury bug, the games, there's been some pretty entertaining series still. You know, that that Bucks net series was really good, and it came down to the wire. So like you can't ask for more than that. So I think that's a hu- another huge problem the NBA has, and it's one of those things where sometimes your strength is your weakness. A the NBA, <laughs> the NBA is a superstar-driven league, and in the absence of those stars, even the compelling games don't feel as good. No, that's not true. I was I was super hyped for any of those games that went to overtime or or came down to the last bucket. Yeah, I, I yeah game seven game seven of Bucks. I Nets do was think hyped. it's been a worse playoffs overall, but like just for those games specifically, like I was still just as hyped for those. Game because, seven of Bucks Nets was hype because you thought oh, the Bucks might somehow lose to the Nets without. Even, even if you don't have a a superstar, like if you're tight in one of those late games, it's still, you know, Chris Middleton going off for, like, 40. Right? We're like, okay, Giannis isn't playing, but Chris Middleton's balling out this game and especially this fourth quarter where he's got 22 points or something like that. So the the end of the game and even the entire quarter, really, is, uh, is still entertaining. And there's been a couple games like that. Overall, I would say it's probably the worst playoffs we've seen in a while. But they're... There have been some some real you know fun games, and we got some fun uh, kind of narratives building, like the whole Trey Young villain thing, where before only in New York. Uh, no, he was a villain for Philly too. Nah, Philadelphia, <laughs> Philadelphia and New York are side by side on this one. And definitely, if he ends up playing in you know one of the next two games against Milwaukee, I think for sure you're gonna get. Trey Young hate from. <laughs> I I really hope he plays. I mean, he's only questionable for tomorrow, so I think he probably won't play tomorrow. But he might play Game Six, no matter what. I mean, there Game Six might be an elimination game. I know. I I think he'll play no matter what, no matter no. if it is or isn't. It'd be game, game. Isn't tomorrow Game Four? No. Game no, five. tomorrow's Game Five. So I don't think he plays tomorrow. It's I think he plays two. the next game. Oh, why did I think it was 2-1 still? No, it's 2-2. Two, two. That is the thing, is that, is that the, the, the the Hawks won game four without Trey Young. Well. Even before even before Giannis went down, were, the Hawks were winning were, that game oh, they, by a good think, amount. Were, I don't think like they would have won. Like, yeah, they're early, still up 10 early, against the Giannis-led team, early. and you don't have Trey it's Young. It's only 10. I know, but you're still early. up. It was early, too. I, but you're... It, no, it was no, it was halftime. It, it was, it past, was halftime. past. It's still early. It's still a ten point lead. It was the second right. half. 
You can cut. You can cut I know, that. But I'm just saying, it's not like, like it's not like they were down ten and came back to beat the Bucks true. after Giannis went down. But, they were up like, double digits before Giannis went down. I, I, went, I don't so know. the, the Hawks were down? playing with the Bucks I, without Trey Young while the Bucks I were healthy. I think if Giannis plays, they win because they were down like seventeen. Even with Giannis, and then they. I'm not saying that doesn't change the outcome. Cut it to ten. I'm saying you got to give props to the Hawks. And then they cut it to ten, and then he got hurt, and then the Hawks just went on to win by twenty-five or whatever it was. You know, right? No, no, and I I agree. It it does. It probably changes the. You know, it definitely changes the spread. It might even change the outcome if Giannis is healthy. But I got to give props to the Hawks for being up double digits when you're facing a healthy squad and you are missing your best player. And there's a very large gap in Atlanta between their best player and the rest of their players. They don't have that second stud right now. The Bucks do, the Suns do, the Clippers did, but they lost theirs. But like well, they don't have, you know, you know <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying a, a fully healthy squad. A fully healthy squad. All of these other teams have that second stud. The Hawks really don't. It's. Gallinari sometimes it's Lou Williams sometimes it's you know it's there's not that guy that you know is your Chris Middleton to your Giannis your your PG to your Kawhi you know your Devin your you know Chris Paul to your Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton to your Devin Booker or whatever they their setup is the Hawks don't have that they have Trey Young and everybody I don't else. Know, now I'm almost kind of hoping that like the Bucks win in seven to give Giannis more rest because if they win you know like in six there's probably less games between game one and game six than there obviously would be between like game seven and game one of the of the finals. I'm all I'm all in on Atlanta. I want the Hawks. Give I, me the Hawks I want and him the Trey Young's gonna play, but Trey Young's not gonna play. I don't want him to win. Well, no, no, hang on. Let me rephrase that. That's the only way the Hawks are winning this series going forward. I think. Yeah, it was a nice win in game four at home. I don't know. Man. I don't know. Like I, I would probably, well, I would probably eh. pick the Hawks like minus Trey and minus Giannis, but I think it's more of a toss up than. Yeah. Then obviously, if you, I mean, what you know, is? If you have either one of those stars, or even both of them. We we don't we still don't know about Giannis, correct? No, they they, they Giannis, just said there's yeah. there was no structural damage, so nothing was torn. But he hyperextended his knee at the very least. It was pretty and that's bad. All, that takes a lot to come yeah, back. It's, it's, yeah, it's not it a, takes it's a not lot a to come back from that. Injury. It, yeah, it wasn't a torn ACL, which was the bigger fear. But it was still a hyperextended. I mean, but, I mean even not, Kawhi didn't tear his ACL. He still, he still missed an entire series. Yeah, so that, like. that's Kawhi. Kawhi's, Kawhi's a bit of a bitch when it comes to coming back from injury. Oh, helped him win the title. We saw it in San Antonio. Yeah. And then, and then what he do after he left San Antonio? Yeah, he he missed a shit ton of games for the Raptors and then played in the playoffs. So maybe maybe he and wouldn't get happened? hurt so much if if he played regularly. What happened though? Finals MVP. <laughs> we know what happened. What happened Samantha's is a, legacy. what what happened carried bum ass Kyle me, Lowry to his title. What happened is me calling one of the all time best playoff him, shots. Him him and Nick Nurse. That's what happened. Him and Nick remember, Nurse I, carrying I, Kyle Lowry in ways Dwayne Casey never could. I remember sitting here and saying they're gonna move. G- they're gonna move Kawhi. They're gonna put him on Giannis and they're gonna shut down the Bucks. And Dylan scoffed at that. That's what Dylan did. He scoffed at it. Well, yeah, I don't know why he scoffed at that. That was just it, and you know what happened? Right play to do. They put him on Giannis. They that. shut down the Bucks, and then they won the title. Like I said, they were also gonna be Golden State. So you can 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it certainly helped when Golden State didn't have anybody to play. Talking well, about oh, talking about injuries. <laughs> we didn't know yeah. that. You got when no I KD said, and no play. When we when we had that discussion, we didn't know that. Right. I know. And I'm saying that if that doesn't happen, taking, I don't know if your prediction I know, comes now true. Now you're taking did, credit like Matt for three and thirteen oh, for the Lions after Stafford loses. Hold on, though. <laughs> when did he get hurt? Uh, game one. I didn't think it was. I thought. I thought they were up for game, game two. Or two. No, it was it was game one or two when Clegg went down. Yeah, and, and then and KD yeah, already, KD wasn't, already there. wasn't there, and, and then, and then he came back, the and game. then he left in the first quarter after having like yeah. seventeen points or something. Right, so that and he was, that was killing him, and then he, that was, then he got hurt again. That was injured. Fine, it's fine. <laughs> All right, I think we've ran the gamut on this one, Ryan. Do the thing. I don't think so. I still got lots to talk about. Uh. <laughs> Listen, three years. Cade, MVP, and finals MVP. <laughs> Let's go with it. And Kevin Rance coming to Detroit, and Al is going to build the World Series. To play game. second. And actually, everything. Kevin Durant's coming to Detroit to play third fiddle behind Cade and Jeremy Grant. That's right. And that's, that's everything that we, <laughs> that we learned today. So make sure you guys follow us on Facebook and Twitter, obviously, at Sports Carnage. And then wherever you get your podcast, whether it's going to be Podbean, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, the only place we're not on is Spotify, so don't look there. But I guess we can work on it just for you if you want a little bit. Maybe we'll have a link tree in the future where it's just one link, and then you guys can find all of our stuff. Uh, but you got to tell us you're listening to us first for us to do that. So go ahead, rate review subscribe comment on whatever podcast uh format or social media you guys got to comment on and that is where you will find us remember paul george can't get it done in the playoffs um and that's 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 all you need to know go troy weaver go to business and, yeah, one and more then, thing you need to know, Cade's season the is Lions coming. And the are getting the number one Cade pick next year, too. So, so get used to that feeling. <laughs> get used to having the top pick. Uh, for Ryan Griffin, Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Bazin. We are Sports Carnage. Thank you for spending a couple hours with us this week. We'll talk to you all next week.